on my very first day, I was left alone. The owner left. I think she was all coked up <laughs> yeah. or something. That and there sounds was about one, right. There was one one stripper pole. Um, one of the strippers <laughs> only had one arm. Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, with JD and Asian Joe, starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the big guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the third wheel, Asian Joe, for our very, very, very special Merry Christmas week edition. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. I say happy. You say happy. Yeah, because it's a happy time. Is it? Uh, is what, also what does merry really mean? Jolly, so, kind of. Isn't is it happy? It is. It is all synonyms. Yeah. Oh, left my. Uh, the, what's the one where, are people offended? I put up a, a post Hop, on Instagram. Happy holidays or like. No, that even what? people get offended over that, I think now. What's the safe, happy denomination day, something I saw? I have no idea. It's, uh, can I you, know, I can you happy do a quick little search for what's the, what's the proper way not to offend anyone for <laughs> Merry Christmas? Dude, whenever, you know, the thing is <laughs> with these a day and age, everyone's offended in anything. Um, oh no! It's it's a real thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it's this. You know, comedians can't say what they say. Um, it's a non non-denomination. So what is? Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Happy non-denomination day. I think it's kind of a joke, but it's a oh it's a God. real thing because people are really legit offended. Yeah. Okay, Urban Dictionary. Even though the worst. Uh, holiday greeting was acceptable for dissemination for anyone. Is politically correct and non-offensive. Oh, it just says non-denominational holiday wishes. Non. Wait, can I say that again. Non-denominational. Non-denominational holiday wishes. Non-denominational holiday wishes. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Why? Just you know what? Why don't you just don't say anything? Let's say hey, have a good one. Yeah, I think I think let's say let's say have a good one. Have a good one. Yeah, have a that good is one. pretty. That's a safe. Yeah, have a good one. But then, what, what do you get when you get that one? Have a good what? A good one. What is what is one? Anything that you wanted to be, whatever your hearts desire. You one of those holiday guys? No, whatever you believe in. I'm a, talking to Amazon. You worship Santa? Amazon. Just, just settle down. Don't don't be angry. It's I feel like you have a future doing stuff in that. Uh, was it the pop thing we talked about again? But like the, you, the pop, the, you could be the narrator for. Yes. Welcome to conversation with the big guy. It's like like NPR or something like that. <laughs> and now we shall eat eat a box of rice krispie treats. <laughs> We just go that route trying to attract new listeners. <laughs> Dude, everyone's going to be falling asleep. We lose our Dude, whole current fan base. People will be just... crashing their cars, listening to the, to the podcast, falling asleep in the show. Lawsuits coming in. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on, on Christmas? 
the I had a great Christmases growing up, but I, and I got the tree up and I got I got the the Ryback rules. Well, what's really crazy though, like I, my family are, is a little bit different, as you can tell. Asian, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, my mom is actually was uh, raised Muslim, and my dad was raised Buddhist. So really, Christmas wasn't really. I mean, they get like I have relatives will they give money. They don't give actual gifts and stuff like that. I think when. I think when I was younger, my dad would buy me, like, toy trains and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I was so into toy trains. Um, my buddy Chris Pavone, Kalen Croft with the WWE, the yeah. Chris Pavone show on a yeah. uh, great podcast, by the way, very, very motivational, um, is big into uh, the, the train setup. Like, yes. I always, like, I always dream. I remember uh, when I lived in Chicago at the Natural uh, History Museum, they actually have a huge layout of, like, a train you know, set up like I got like mountains and towns and it was huge. Um, I always dreamed about having that, like I'm in the basement, you know, you know, playing with the little toy trains and like yeah. the smoke coming out. And um, that was your thing. That was my thing when I was, when I was younger. Have you given up on that altogether? Um, yeah. I mean, it was just because it was expensive. <laughs> it was actually yeah. like, cause he always have like, dude, you're How expensive for, a, if you, dude, if you're if talking you, a good kit, like the, I would say, because everything's so miniature and so tiny and stuff like that. And there's uh, add-ons too, correct? add-ons, I would say starting $10,000. Get out of here. No, it's like to have like a nice like landscape setup because like each one of them. That's in total though if you're yeah, going to go I remember, all out. Well, like a simple, a simple train set um, uh, used to be like anywhere from like $100 to $200. But that's all without like the, the miniature and stuff like that. But then if you want to add in like that's all the towns or whatever. The... Yeah, if you want to buy all the towns and like little tiny people and stuff like that. It'll add up. And so that's what you... my buddy's done it like in in, in stages. I yes, feel that's like. the reason why you do in stages. But if you if, if you, you look go at broke how much if you, you do can it go all broke on it, it's just like you know like when I was back in the day when you clicking like ba- basketball or baseball cards and stuff like that, you're you're spending a lot of money and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just realized you have glitter on your chin. I don't think it is glitter. Wait. Yeah, I think there's like some glitter. You sure it's not just sparkling from a... <laughs> did, you make out, did you make out of the stripper? No, no. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just got back from their house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was at the gym doing my P90X Ab Ripper X 1 and 2 combo. Yeah, because I see it glistening. You should know, chin. I think it's... I have blonde hair on my goatee on the top. It's of, red, though. It's like a red... Okay, now you're, call, you're making me very... Oh, very self-conscious of yeah. the YouTube show. That's, uh, You'll be playing with it the entire time. Uh, it's going to be glitter all over the place. Me and, me and a stripper at the gym ran into well, the did you see? Did you see the, um, you know, like the, you know, with Christmas time around, you know, Amazon packages are being delivered to each individual houses. And so there's people would steal these packages. And really? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I don't know. I live in a gated community. You gated community, but I, I mean, I live in an open area, and so I had packages disappearing. So I ended up getting a, a like a UPS box. So I have all my packages delivered there, yeah. and I would go pick it up. Um, That's expensive, like for because for the yeah. sellers on Amazon. Because if that, by the way, just for people listening, mm-hmm. if a package gets stolen off someone's door. Amazon and they they file a complete yeah, thing. They, they Amazon it. makes the seller pay for their mess yes. up. By the way, yes. just so everyone's Which aware is, of the with, operation. So that's why. Doing. But um, what's nice now? Finally, Amazon came out with the Amazon Locker. You can go to the Locker and pick it up. 
um, you could it's at a Seven Eleven or at a like a um, shopping center where mm-hmm. you can actually have these huge yellow boxes. If you ever looked at it and wondering what those are, those are Amazon bo- lockers. Okay. So you can you know on your phone you can scan your phone or give you a code and it opens the door and you can grab your packages. So do you, don't. Do you think Amazon is sneaky enough? Because I think in life sometimes we create problems like the the spam phone calls I'll tell you about. But do you think Amazon has a team of people stealing packages? To, to sell their boxes. No, they, it's free. Those, oh, they are those, free. Those lockers okay. are free. Those, I was going to yeah, say that'd be no, 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 a very clever those, move. Those are free. But next thing they're going to do drone deliveries. Uh, I saw that. But no, there was this guy on YouTube. I think he worked for NASA and stuff like that. I think he did like a lot of the uh, the the, um, the the rovers that mm-hmm. lands on Mars and stuff like that. I've seen this. So, yeah. So he built a box of, like, I think, an Apple HomePod or something where it's like when you open it, it triggers it and it has little, uh, has camera phones that records it, and so it sprays glitter all over your you know it glitter bombs you if you open the package. If oh you, wow! If you stole if you stole this box, you know steal this box. Yeah. Stole, stole, uh, st- if you steal this box and you open it up in like in your house or in your car, it shoots glitter all over the place. Ugh. And so that's why it, it reminds me. That's what I stole. It. So it's like well, some. Amazon's actually, I just read an article last week, they have started their own fleet of airplanes. They are, yeah, they are, the they are going to, they're going to have their, they're going to be raking in dollars left and right. Cause they're going to essentially be saving. I don't know if it's a couple billion dollars a year, something of one mm-hmm. or 2 billion mm-hmm. in having outside of what their initial cost is going to be. But cause they already have their own delivery vans or delivery yes. vehicles and they've hired, they have their own people doing that. But they're going to have their own airline and own planes, Amazon planes, to ship the packages yeah. and just save them more and more money, which is from USPS, FedEx, and mm-hmm. I don't know if UPS, I think they use yeah. too. So I think mainly, mainly UPS. They've gotten so big. Yeah. It is it's crazy. It, and they were saying they could essentially, if they want to start cutting into FedEx and UPS, Oh, in the post office. Post too. office, they probably could. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine a world? Do you think the the rate that they're going, say in fifty years, everything's at Amazon's just it's Amazon. Everything's Amazon. Stores are Amazon. You know, I think, but I think it's going to be because I think that guy is like that's the kind of stuff that Jeff goes Bezos. Through his, uh, his head. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, things. Just remember, though, things a lot of things change. I mean, back in the Constantly. day, yeah, back in the day, Sears was the number one catalog company, and they they delivered Toys R Us. Yeah, Toys R Us, the same like that. And look, look what happened. Went out of business. Montgomery Ward, remember Montgomery that? Montgomery Ward, Woolworth. You yep. know, um, so we just well, I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen in the next fifty years, and so you know, <laughs> next fifty years, we probably be all. I mean, we'll be gone. You know, the, don't say that, Joe. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be on. We're my, gonna be like eighty seven years old. Stem cell procedure, younger than ever. Yeah, and younger than me. I'm like all shriveled up and stuff like that. I Welcome to conversation with the big guy. <laughs> 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 and the third wheel. Oh, Asian Joe's dead. <laughs> For the people listening, there's no JD this week. JD is home on Christmas vacation. Yes. I yeah, my family is in California, and I choose not to travel. That's another. I sent a next text message because, like I yeah. said, my mom, my my mom's Muslim, my dad's Buddhist, so we really aren't big Christmas. on Christmas, really, no, right? No, we just 
we say you know happy holidays to each other. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I was going to ask you this early up front on the show with this. The what are your thoughts on like I love the story of Santa Claus and mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's it's cool. But I was asking myself, I was talking to a buddy the other day because like, we always just I always ask questions. Were you told the truth? Of, did, did you believe in Santa as a kid, or were, they, were your parents? Did they tell you that this is a uh, a character essentially? Or you know, I never. When I was younger, I never. I think they took me to see Santa at like a mall or something. Yeah. But I think at the time I was Asian never. Then was like, it was like, why are you, why are you here? You go work. <laughs> it's like, what are your grades? What's like? What a great that would be a great little side business. Asian Santa, and we set up a booth, they, and he just they would ta- tell you tells kids his like, work. It's like I want, I want, I want uh, a Barbie doll or a train set or whatever. And it's like you work now. You yes. build this. You build the no, train no, set. You build you, your own. Yeah, we send you to. <laughs> you naughty. Yeah, but. Um, no, I never got so, I never like got into, like, I never thought about. You never believe, did you believe in Santa ever? No, I never really thought about, because I thought it was just another dude. Yeah. I think, to be honest, I never thought he was some mythical guy who delivers gifts. Who comes up with that idea? Like. People that want to sell a bunch of stuff. Yes. It's like, some of the old, like, tales, like a, like a, like a tooth fairy. It's like why would et- why would someone grab someone's tooth and leave money? It's like that's the most insane thing. You're, so you're bringing me to my point, which I was asking myself. I don't have kids, but I feel and I believe in in when you're a kid and in being a kid is a and you want to give. I had an amazing childhood. I believed in Santa growing up and whatnot. And at what there, age did you realize that? I was Santa's- probably too old. Okay. I don't even remember, but I remember being upset. Okay. Like, I, it, you want to know why I was upset? What's that? I wasn't upset that he wasn't real. I was upset my parents lied to me. Right. But that that was, and this is kind of a, a, just a thing that's always how I am. If you listen to the show and you know who I am and like how I am, and I'm very big on being just upfront and honest. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it, lying to kids? Because that's what I think I feel like. Even though I believe in, like, is there anything wrong with just explaining to them the story of Santa Claus and celebrating it exactly the same way? But in your kids, because there's a lot of kids also that are very disappointed when they don't get what they want because they think right. they weren't good enough in Santa's eyes. Yeah. And this all stems from lying where if you're just honest and you. That's the thing, though. I always learn that honesty is always the best policy. Regardless if it's going to hurt somebody or not, yeah. when, when, when someone gets upset about a truth, they realize, oh, that was the legitimate truth, mm-hmm. and they can't get mad out over it because, I mean, they can't they can't be mad for a long, long time. time. They can yeah. be mad at that moment, but but thing is, though, once you once you create a lie, you have to keep that lie going. Exactly. And then once that lie, regardless if it's if if it's a major lie or a minor lie or or, or a fib or something, yeah. they're not gonna forgive you. I just and, remember and being never, extremely it's upset. Gonna lose, it's going to lose your trust. Yeah. And and that's the thing, though. If you tell someone the truth, they know they can trust you. Absolutely. And 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 I always learn to – I'm a type of person that I will tell you the truth if you ask me. But I won't say anything unless you t- unless yeah. you ask me. And Absolutely. So, so that, that's the thing, though. Like, I'm not lying to you, 
But if you're not asking me the right questions, yeah, I can't get the right. I, I'm not giving you the right. You know. Yeah. Um, well, that comes too because you're a caring person. Too. You're not trying to like as far as yeah. you're not going to go out of your way to like if because if it might upset someone. But if they ask you, you're going to tell them. Yes. And then, but that's where I was like, because I'm all for though for kids enjoying the holiday spirit and in like yeah. and creating great memories. But I was like, would anything really change if we just told them the truth? No, I don't think it would. Because the thing and is, the, though, the parents would just be from the parents. You just gotta realize they're celebrating this fictional it's like, character. It's like taking your like taking your two year old kid to Disneyland. It's like, is your kid really gonna remember them? You taking them to Disneyland? No, but if you, as they get older and start to learn things and stuff like that, and you take them to Disneyland and you tell them, it's like, look, it's gonna it's gonna cost mommy and daddy a lot of money yeah. to do it. Like, please appreciate this. Yep. Because you know when you, kids are very smart, they're too. very smart. Yeah. But like, if you try to create memories where they, you know, that memory is not gonna. I mean, I think I think right around the age of five or six mm-hmm. is just when they start gonna remember things. Because yep. no one's gonna remember what you did when you were two years old or yeah. when you were old I'll, and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe maybe one minor memory, yeah. but they're not gonna remember it's like, oh you took me to Disneyland? Oh, cool. You know? Um But to, yeah, but, for, but parents. it's the same but yeah, like when you celebrate something, um you know, it's to a point where like you gotta teach the kid that we're celebrating this moment because we're together as a family. For the memories. For, and for the, you yeah. know, and, and, and we're doing this together because we care about you and we love, yep. love you. I think that's more important than giving them a fictitious character who's going to give you a gift. Which you could still, by the way, explain the, the, the mythical character yes. of Santa Claus. Yes. And why we celebrate it. And it, it's a joyous time. Yeah. And, and, and the, they... They would understand it exactly for what it is, mm-hmm. and and even when they're young, they're still going to probably believe that maybe it, yeah that, but, that he's a part of, but of then Christmas. It, yeah, but, but you the can whole develop purpose, a really good relationship with your kids at a very young yeah, age I by mean, being honest. The whole purpose of you know obviously Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Even that's question if that's a legitimate date or not. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's to honor a person who actually gived and helped people and that's that's what's problem with today is that with you know with with with, what's going on with black friday and people buying gifts and stuff like that people especially the day after being that we're supposed to be the most thankful yeah and and what's crazy (laughs) that holiday is all in question for the entire story hurting each other and murdering each other just for uh, a stupid tv or something like that Um, but but that's that's the problem though is like with the obviously what you know we always talk about the negatives of 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 media social media and, and what's going on tv and Boy, stuff like that but in the grand scheme of things of the reason why we're celebrating regardless of what what religion you are and stuff like that the reason why we're celebrating christmas or new year or you know the holidays is because we care and love for each other and we want to let everyone know that you mean something to them mm-hmm. um, because life is hard and you know and you during this time it can be depressing and stuff like that but when you give and help somebody it doesn't it feel good to really help somebody no I think that's what it, it, it and, truly and, does and that's, that's what people are forgetting 
It's like, oh, here's a gift, you know, that you wanted. It's like, yeah, but it's 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 only a moment. Yep. You know, if you give them someone a toy, they're gonna play f- with it for a week. Yeah. And not play with it anymore. I mean, it's it's. But if you do something that's memorable, or like you know, if you make something, or you take them out to, you know. To see something that's creating memories than a, like a, a moment in time or something like that, you know. Absolutely, I agree with you. They actually, the um, on and I'm not tooting my horn by any means. On on Twitter, I actually because you get messages all the time from people, and there's just every once in a while someone will just say something, and it just I don't know what resonates with you or you like. And there was a guy, and uh, sent a message that. Um, Asking for an autograph for his kid for Christmas because they they were struggling yeah, money wise yeah. and they didn't have anything and uh, he could just he just seemed really sincere. He sent me like a, a private message mm-hmm. and uh, after sending a, a public tweet out and I because I told him to go ahead and message me yeah and uh, I put together a little something and sent them a box out of stuff for their kids and like you could just see they were so. They'd sent me a message on Twitter. They were so happy. Yeah. And like, but they were able to, like, you could just tell they just wanted to give their kids something for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, no, not a lot or anything, and, but it's, it's. And that's, that's the thing, though. It's um, memories of being together and just you want to see your kids happy. Yeah. And, and, and what, what really, what's really frustrating is that there's a lot of people that are doing good things. Absolutely. You know, you got actually, you got, you know, rich, you know, NBA players, they football do stuff players. All the time. They're doing stuff, you know, like and, you know, wrestlers. They go out to the Make a Wish stuff, yep. and then going out to hospitals, and you know, helping people and stuff like that. But they, don't, but that that's the problem, though. Like people don't see that, no, because uh, one one thing people are either modest and don't want the attention, which yep. is which is admirable. That's actually the see. This is one of the things that I struggle with because, like, I. But now it's like we live in a time that if it's if people don't know about it, they don't. They, yeah, and it's just like they just it, look at you as like, oh, you're selfish, or they stuff. call they think you're lying if you ever do. Yes, say, like they don't. Believe it's almost you. more for proof than anything I've mm-hmm. learned now with social media because I was of that exact mindset. Yeah, and then you, people will just question everything now, and it's yeah, it's and, and, and and you know, and people are telling you it's like, oh, why don't you donate and stuff like that, and like you know, when you go to like. To a store, it's like, would you like to donate a dollar? And it's like, yes and no. Because that's a whole other conversation. That's, all, the, that's the whole thing. But um, those people, because that, yeah, by the I way, because the, that's a write-off for all those stores. It is. Stores. It's a write-off for of, of stores. I always so tell I people, no. I have I have no problem telling those things no. The only time, I'll, and I do donate on those, is, is the pet stores. Yes. For the dogs. Mm-hmm. But I and do things with the dog charities, too, on my own. But those... Typically, for those big corporations, when they uh, would you like to donate for this and this for this and this? Would you like to round up your your purchase? And, right. Uh, this and for so and so, they they use those for tax deductions on, for their for their business. Yes. Which you would be better off donating yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Or I guess if you do do it, I don't know if you can get a receipt and use that for yourself then. But I think those businesses, from everything I've read and understood do that for their tax deductions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was like, it's really a, a really weird, because if you notice, a lot of businesses, are, almost all of them are doing it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's frustrating, like, you know, or pay, you know, it's like, the you know, the Salvation Army, they, they always have that 
thing in front of the stores and stuff like that. Yeah. And Which like, I need. Are they? I haven't seen. They used to have one by me. They took it away. They had, a, they had a Walmart. I, I saw. Is it one at Walmart? Yeah, one okay. at Walmart. I got some clothes. I always do that. Like I, I dump like clothes. Yeah, but paint. I heard. Um, but they like, sell them. They but, right. Yeah, they do. But like I heard, Salvation Army is one of the. Either Goodwill or Salvation Army, whichever one. Goodwill, I think, sells, if I'm not mistaken. So does Salvation Army, doesn't it? Do they? I thought... I didn't know that for the longest time, and then somebody told me, they you know, they put this stuff in the store and sell it, but yeah. at a discount, obviously. Yeah, well, it's but a, the, the, um, the secondhand stores. Yeah, like but, yeah. I, but I don't know if that's to help fund everything that they're doing to begin yeah. with, which is understandable if that's the case, mm-hmm. but... I just, uh, but I mean, like, I like, I go to Goodwill a lot because they do hire people with disabilities and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's admirable and stuff. Um, but it's the fact that, you know, if you can help somebody, regardless if it's money or just giving them food or, you know, even volunteering and stuff like that, I think that's more, um, fulfilling than receiving a gift. You know, yeah, and and I know. actually want to do. I got my these damn goal boards, the feed me more goal boards. What I've always, this? very honest, I've, I think I've mentioned it before. Oh, goal the goal the, the goal oh, boards. Okay. Yeah, I've had hits and failures. the The feed me more goal boards uh-huh. it was a major failure. Oh yeah, it was not because well, it failed for multiple reasons, and and, and people bought them, but not they were a nightmare for shipping. Oh because yeah, because of sure. the size. Yeah. So shipping was ridiculously high, more than the goal board itself. Yeah. So it, it created these problems because a whiteboard is how not. Bi- how big is it? I got one in my room. It, it's probably the size. I'm trying to think. Is like the TV, like bigger than TV, or how's that? Uh, a little smaller than the okay. TV. Smaller than the TV. Okay, I but can see. It, it, it's fairly good size. Like it's right. big, and uh, it was one of those things. I have, I have, I don't know how many. I'm trying to do the math of, I probably have close to 500 of these goal boards. Uh, Is that, this what you could write on it? Or yeah. Just, oh, well, okay. So my brilliant idea was that I've always been big because with, and I talked about it in the motivational book there, the wake up it's feeding time that for me, the importance of writing, the, the, the lesson of writing things down helped me tremendously in my life. Yeah. So I wanted to simplify the process and create Feed Me More goals for my Feed Me More line, which and it had five lines where you literally, for kids, could teach them just to write their goals down and under the Feed Me More brand and everything. But the problem is, is whiteboards are, are fairly inexpensive and you, you could go to, to Michael's, Walgreens, Walmart, all the stores, and you could buy these, you know, these whiteboards and just write down your own stuff how you want. This was a more designed for kids, okay. for young kids, just to kind of simplify the process. Yeah. Just write your goal. What do you want? What five things you want to do? So, anyways, and it, I still don't believe it's a bad idea. I think it, mm. I think it's a really good idea. Problem is, is they just they were not as they don't they're hard to sell online, right? So I want, I've actually need to sort this out because I just want to donate them, mm-hmm. but I don't know because I have to, I'm going to have to load them into my truck, yeah. which is because the process of getting these from China was when I, I remember going and picking them all up, my truck was all weighed down and like, it was, Dang, it's, wow. yeah. So I need to figure this out because I want to go and donate those to like the boys and girls club or yeah. somewhere where they could hand them out to kids or and do something where we could and, and teach them these, you know. Write your goals down. This is this, here's what it is. It comes mm-hmm. with the marker, the eraser, and uh, because I'm not going to be able, I don't want to sell them. They're too bulky. They they take up too much space. I'll pick one. 
The what? I'll take one. You want to feed me more gold board? Yeah. We have to go to storage and open up a box. Okay. They come to, I think they come tend to a box. <laughs> the boxes, that's the other thing. Yeah, I'll just put it right here. The boxes <laughs> are heavy. Like, cause part of me was like the other day, I was like, if I, oh I was like, God. if I go pick those up and load them up, it's going to take me quite a bit. Okay. Well, if and, you need uh, help, I'll, I'll help load it and I'll take one. Just, I'll give you a box. Yeah. <laughs> you can have 10 of them. <laughs> give it to my friends. You're selling them on eBay? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> No, but I got to I got to do that because I, I need to need to get. Rid okay, of those. let's let me know. You really want those gold boards? No, I just like whiteboards. Do you really? Yeah, just like write stuff on it. Yeah, well, you're gonna love these. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, die Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Two, die JD. Yeah. Well, three, take over conversation with Asian Joe. <laughs> so wait, last week we talked about the sink. Yeah, you almost flooded my house, you yeah. wet, wet bandit. Speaking of Christmas, <laughs> Mar, was it Marv from uh, Home Alone, the wet bandits? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you, you tried to wet bandit me. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. An amazing job. You did. You did the yeah, fir- I finally. I, I, thing is, like. On the finished product, amazing job. Yes. And uh, the first time around. Yeah, well, things that we, were, we ran it, and so. Um, we did do a test after you did. You switched out. You saved me. I saved, you saved five, between five six, and six hundred dollars from this from this d bag who tried to come into my home. With a ki- was this kid? Was this kid by the way? His, brought his kid to meet me. <clears throat> and uh, did, did the kid ever ask for like a picture? No, or no. I, I have a. They were very professional, like okay. how they were acting. It just, but it wasn't the technician, in which he even told me I'm not the technician, which I found extremely odd. Yeah. And then he gave me his own business card. Yeah. Which that, was I should call the company back. I told you should have. But the guy, I also have a thing with people that come into my house. I yeah, kind of don't want don't to to ruffle a, feathers yeah. or like the guy. The guy had the nerve to try to tell me it's five hundred dollars to switch out the garbage oh disposal. <laughs> and you know, Home Depot charges ninety nine dollars to install. Yeah, that's, that's insane. I told you the guy must have like some special gold pipes or something. The uh, yeah, gold pipes gonna destroy it. Yeah, it's gonna be destroyed. But uh, so you saved me a, a lot of money yeah. on that. Uh, so. You have, a, I think, a, like a water filter. I do, yeah. And so um, when I took took it apart, I did notice um, there was one, a hole. In there it. was a hole in it, so I didn't know what it was because I never because uh, my my because I I did my own garbage what disposal. Do you drink unfiltered water. Oh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Come on. <laughs> so um, so apparently it was a I think it was a drain hole for the, the filter the filter, yeah. and so I didn't drill the hole in it. And so when it came back, because you told me the next day it was it was started leaking it. Luckily, because I checked it that night a few times, just because you always do that whenever you get oh, any, yeah. any, you anything just always new. look under. It doesn't hurt just to make sure there's not a leak or anything. Yeah. And then I, right, the the next day, luckily I didn't use it, but I used it a little bit the night before and did dishes mm-hmm. and didn't notice anything. And then that morning I washed like one little dish or something, and yeah. I just I peek under and the whole sink. Yeah. I think I think it was the flooded. I think it was the 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 drainage for the water filter. Yeah. That's that's when it, I think it. I don't know that that one does does it kind of do like a like a flush or something like that or yeah I don't know but yeah. it wasn't sitting there for long either yeah because all the, like I got everything dried up because the wood wasn't warm yeah but I think I bet thing is though, there was a lot of water coming out of it yeah. but I think it was coming from the filter itself yeah so it wasn't coming from the faucet yeah so that's why that's when it came back I drilled the hole made sure everything's all tight and stuff like that the Asian Joe Plumbing Services was I, I sent you a text you were right over yeah it's, it's like hey I'll yeah. be right over <laughs> yeah yeah. The uh, no, it was uh, but thank you. That was uh, it's all I've checked it 
I check it 20 times a day just to, <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, speaking of which, it's amazing how companies, I had a, they just try to get you. This is actually a two-part thing. I can, uh, one is a, the health insurance I got to talk about. This was an amazing yes, I was, I, was here on the, I was actually here when you were on the phone with the insurance, right? Yeah, but I actually, the first part is today I, I had a credit card that I never use. And it was one of those airline cards. And I noticed, I got an email from them, and it was showing I had a, a balance for the annual fee. Oh, And yeah. I go, oh, I didn't know I even had one on this card because I don't use it. And uh, usually that's happened before, and I'll just call and just cancel the card, mm-hmm. and they, they reimburse the, the membership fee if you do that. And uh, so I call because I was locked out of my account anyways because I haven't used it in so long. Yeah. And they, they go, oh, your account's already been closed down. And they said for inactivity, I said, well, why was I charged a membership fee? They go, oh, we charged the membership fee in August, and then the card was shut down. I said, well, that's not right. Right. And uh, I said, why would you? I go, that should be reimbursed. And the, so they transferred me over to a couple people in which one of the guys, Jesse, and uh, Jesse was very stern. He, they were not going to reimburse the $95 fee. Wow. That, and I go, well, I, I don't have access. I go, you guys already closed down my account. Right. You charged me for a year. I said, that doesn't seem like good business practices, Jesse. Yeah. And I go, can I speak to somebody else? And he, so he transferred me back to somebody else mm-hmm. and uh, had to drop the hammer down on, the, on this one. And uh, the lady puts me on hold for a bit. And after about five minutes, came back and reimbursed the fee. Okay. And the card was already closed did it, down. Wait, did it already deduct it from your bank account? or how? No, no. It, it was just I just. Oh, I, it was just a bill. It was just, just a, a bill. bill, yeah. Okay. So all is well on that. But it's just like, man, these companies sometimes, it wasn't like they charged me the fee and the card was still active, yeah. you know? It yeah. was just kind of like, what are you guys I doing? Remember, I remember when I was in college, they would get... Businesses just constantly trying to screw people over. Yeah, and so in college, they would, when I, when I started college, when I was a freshman... Mom goes to college. No. <laughs> no, so they would, they would hey, if, if, you, if you sign up, we'll give you this free so-and-so or yeah. like a free microwave or something like that. It's like, oh, cool. And you know, as a freshman, you're young and you don't know. It's like, oh my God, if I sign up, I just get a free thing. Yeah. And you realize what I didn't, what you didn't realize is you're actually signing for a credit card. Yep. And so I signed up for a credit card and I didn't know, and I didn't know I signed up for. And then I looked, actually, um, when I got out of college and, and started making money, I looked at my credit score and oh, looked it no. up. It's like, what is this credit card? So I called him up. It's like, yeah, Did you, you have s- a balance on it. It didn't. It had like a. It didn't. No, it didn't have a balance. Okay. On it. Um, but apparently, I signed up for a credit card that didn't have a membership fee, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But I told him, I was like, well, I don't have a credit card from them, and so, so they actually sent me a credit card. So they actually like you know when you're young and starting out with your, your, your you know you want to start with good credit. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'll I'll take the credit card, and so they sent me the card. They actually. Get but it. I signed up for it when I was in college. But was Probably like, a good thing you didn't get it then. You might have had a oh, ran it up. Spent, and I might have. I might have was already in. Debt. That might have been a blessing. I, yeah. yeah, it was a blessing in disguise. So that helped me with my credit, and I got. Um, that's when I got my car for zero zero down and uh, zero APR, and that was because I 
Because yeah. I had to, I think because Credit's very important. Yeah, it's, I take a, a, it's it's it, it's a blessing and a, and a curse too. Well, the whole like, system is really wacky oh, to begin with. Like on, I don't know how to come up with the the number system. I think too. they don't know half the time. No. But it's like if you have a balance on your card, at sometimes and when they check it, if you just happen and you're going to pay and you pay it the following day, but when they run the monthly credit thing, if you have that balance before you make the payment for that month. Yeah. If it falls on that, like it knocks your credit score down. Like yeah. it's really it's, weird. It's, it's weird. I just like, pay my cards off right away yeah. just to avoid it. What's but. crazy, like you know, the reason why I mean, I think with you know, credit cards go hand in hand with like holidays because people max out their their credit yeah. cards for buying gifts. Yep. And very bad. It is practice. very very bad idea, or you know, going to like next day loans or payday loans and stuff yeah. like that. It's. People it, go into uh, going debt. What the average the average household debt? I think the, we talked about this. Yeah, it, it's like you. I hear I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's like the majority of people are in in severe debt. Yeah, and it's a very people should not be in debt. Uh, I, I mean, I get it. I though. mean, you, a, Life little, is, a little bit of debt. Yeah, especially like with if, family, if yeah, yeah, or something like that. That's understandable. But being in debt for something that's a lot of it's un- self-induced. Self, yeah, self-induced. Yeah. Buying things that you should never because buy. Because you have a, a $10,000 limit. It's easy to, oh, I can go spend this and just yeah. make little small payments. Exactly. And which it, 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 which it, is yeah. something else in itself right there. Yeah, something but, that, some, like, a, like a piece of gum that's like for a dollar. And then if you don't pay that off, it could be $100. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's, people need to be conscious of what they're spending. You know, It's not easy, though. I mean, no. clearly it's, it's a problem. And, and that's, that's the thing, though. Like people should even even they should start early i mean that's that's even why like well, a lot of people we aren't taught this in no, school which, that's which another we problem yeah. like i luckily when i had an option to take a business take a i took a business class yeah so i think i was a sophomore in in, in high school so we took a business class where we um learn how to budget things and, and learn how to invest in stocks and stuff like that and so that actually helped me um and you know and plus, I have a degree in, in business, um, which makes sense. I don't know that business that that degree should have helped me because I'm doing a podcast now with Ryback, but it's, it's worked out well in your favor. <laughs> oh yeah, for should. sure. Um, but yeah, so that that's the thing though. People should learn how to learn how to budget because not many. You're people very know very. That. You're going to get a lot of uh, heat this week, I feel why like. Would it be, why would You people need to learn how to budget. Blah, 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 but, blah, blah. But thing is, you're overspending. But that's the thing, though. But people need to Need, need to that. hear it, right? They you're, need to hear it. You know, I'm not, I'm not this, telling you. This isn't the week to tell people, though, Joe. It's Christmas week. This is, you're going to have a, we're going to have a lot of angry listeners well, that have ran up their credit cards. Screw Asian Joe. Yeah. But, Ever. I mean, but it should be a What's lesson learned. email? Well, you can follow me on. <laughs> Webmaster Joe, Joe on social media yeah, for all complaints for yeah, this podcast. that's fine. No, but it's. Uh, I was going to tell you the. Uh, we're actually we're going to take a quick break right here, and then we'll we'll come uh, right back. I want to tell you about the health break. insurance update. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All breaks on this show, and to get we got we got some uh, reads this week. Yes, for the show and whatnot. But we'll be right back, guys. After these messages. As we ring in the new year, Feed Me More Nutrition wants to help you become the best version of yourself possible. If you're looking for a great fat-burning energy stack that is intermittent fasting safe and keto safe, check out our Shellshock Extreme Fat Burner and Wake Up Unlimited Energy Combo on feedmemore.com. 
or if you're someone who struggles with insomnia and falling asleep in general, our brand new GTS Go to Sleep High Powered Sleep Aid will knock you out for the three count every time with no morning hangover. Just for being a listener to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback, save 20% with discount code PODCAST20 on FeedMeMore.com. Feed Me More Nutrition. No artificial sweeteners, no artificial colors, more ingredients that work, and a brand that cares about your health. Available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. We are back. That was a long pee break. Long pee break. Well, for people <laughs> listening at home, it's just a regular ad break. Thanks to the pee, John. The, uh, I do want to get in. We have a, we have a great interview with uh, ODB coming up. Oh, wait, ODB? Jess, Jesse Cressa uh, from from wrestling. Jesse from wrestling. Okay. Uh, Jesse! <laughs> she has Uncle a, Jesse. Really, really excited. I've, I've been friends with her for a very oh, so long a time. Female. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, my mistake. Yeah, one one dirty bitch is the really she goes by that that is but well, that was her wrestling but ODB oh okay and uh, see this this is how long I've been out she's incredible like incredible okay. everybody uh, she was I, I've drank with her many times back in Louisville Kentucky Did she drink when I was like table? oh she can she can oh, drink nice. like oh I was I was doing hard liquor she would do like beers but oh, she just she's smart keep, yeah she's so smart than you way smarter than big dumb right back. <laughs> But I don't know if you we got a, this show 2019. I'm really excited. Yeah, dude. We got uh, we we got everything all all wrapped up in a nice bow presentation wise. Now, everybody, if you guys have been listening to this show from its inception from the very beginning, is inception is that the correct word? Inception. Inception. Ah, uh, well. whatever. From the start, yeah. the uh, that guy doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Where when when this show started till now. And it's been a learning process for me. And it, like I said, it's always, I was telling uh, Larry Francis, a wrestling historian, follow him on, on Instagram, mm-hmm. guys, a wrestling historian on Instagram. He helps a lot with getting the guest on this show. And uh, I told him this show's more kind of like a diary for me too. Yeah. Kind of a my it's life. It's like a, a journal, essentially. It's a vocal live journal. And it, yeah. And, I, and he goes, wow, I've never heard that before. And it was, it's kind of always from the start for me, that was one of the main, it wasn't, to do this was never to make money on it. It's a great thing. It's nice. It's, it's yeah, nice. don't get me wrong. Yeah. And it's, that's life and business. Mm-hmm. It's something I've, from the beginning, just wanted to do and enjoy doing. It's fun. And because I wanted my fans from wrestling to be able to see just me and get past just the the character and then understand my passion and my love for, for multiple things. Mm-hmm. In life in general, and my my thirst for knowledge and wanting to because you're a giver, more. you you want to share your knowledge and what you learn in your life and stuff like that, and so that's why you write your book. That was exactly it. like writing yeah. the book was never to make money no. and anything. It was just that just was your just experience. sharing ideas, whether you agree with them or not, but in in just helping people on that for that stuff because I'm doing other things to make money too, and so it's just it's that's what it is. So to see us. To where we, we've come now with this, and this is my favorite version of the show. It evolved. I mean, just imagine the equipment that you have. Well, that's the thing. If you build it, they will come. Yes. My thing was, it was, I, it's kind of, that's why I like Nike. You spent, just, you spent your own money to build Yeah, this I have podcast. from day one for yes. everything. And it was just get, get it together, get it, the presentation, 
and and just keep plugging away, keep plugging away, keep plugging away. You know, the original show was to let people kind of see me from a wrestling perspective, and that there was more to 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 Ryback, you know, than than you you necessarily had seen on TV, and then in the show. And I never wanted it to be a straight wrestling podcast, but that's kind of what it was on that initial the initial episodes, and then. You know, Phoenix came and saved the day, and I love Phoenix. Yeah, we love her. We still love and her. It, and it, but it was, I never wanted the show to be a show about sex and no. whatnot. But it was, but I, I loved those episodes with her because, and but that too, Phoenix is in mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of ways, and it's, you adapt the conversation to fit with who you're with. Now, with you and JD, we have a really good dynamic, I feel, in doing interviews where I want to bring people. I'm going to have a lot more people on with intermittent fasting and things. Uh, actually, I'm st- I actually started. I'm telling you, it's going to, yeah. I just did a 40 hour fast. I want to talk about. I know, about. I saw that. Yeah. But it's, so I just, to, to, from all of you that have stuck with us from day one, thank you very much. And for a great 2018, I'm actually looking, we're shopping the show and, and moving a podcast, um, hosting the hosting platform to a, a different hosting platform and, and getting to a different sales team and really growing this thing and uh, b- because it's all the pieces are, are finally in place and it's been a, a cool journey. Yeah, so, and we want to advertise you know great products that will benefit you guys. That's what we try to always keep yeah. everything with all that and like, the one with Real Good Pizza this week. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of them and uh, they, they with their Real Good Pizza, Real Good Foods, and uh, they got they got these new poppers. They sent me a box of these new poppers. They, they're amazing. Yeah. And uh, I was just like. Like, I want to do business with them. And, yeah. and if later. Travel John wants to send us... <laughs> we love peeing and travel. Yeah, we John's like peeing and travel and stuff like that, so... <laughs> Which we never used one, technically, but... I did. The, uh, <laughs> you have, and you're a big fan. Well, yeah. I mean, especially those long travels, of course. No, they make sense. I think for women, those are actually a really good, really good product. Yeah. Make sure... Make sure the recording there sometimes forget. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're gonna have to the, do uh, I do want to say, say, too, before we get into the health insurance story, the uh, reviews of the week. Um, we're going to go ahead and, we, and choose the winner for this week. If you guys could please submit your reviews onto the show, uh, they would be greatly appreciated. The winner will get a free Feed Me More Nutrition shaker, bottle, and workout towel. All you got to do is email me at thebigguyatfeedmemore.com. But we're going to go ahead and uh, pull up. This week's winner. Do you wait? Do you? I got to go mention, through some of these. Do ones. you want to mention where can they put the reviews? I don't think we mentioned that, have we? I that is they do need to go on iTunes. I iTunes? believe is that well, you know, iHeartRadio. They do have a comment section there too. The thing is, okay, yeah, that's so. There's I guess like a reviews, there's yeah, a review section too. We just need to. I want to make sure because obviously there's there's hundreds of podcast apps. Yes. So that makes it extremely difficult because we can't go through hundreds of right. Um, but, we may, but right now, we mainly want to get reviews on the iTunes. So, apps. and I think, but Google has Google Play. Oh, because JD so, listens to it on. So, we need to pick three okay. to cover our bases. Sure. iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Yes. I think of our three biggest platforms. Yeah. Now that we're back on iHeartRadio, which was, don't get me started on all this. <laughs> it, it's just been. Yeah, it's not iHeart. It wasn't anything they did. It no. was the, the hosting platform that knocked us all off and. Hi, caramba, but I got to I gotta find it here. Oh, you Going through this sweet list of reviews. We had to get through those one stars from the previous. From the, the initial installment. 
when he has his wrestling buddies go in one star things. I, I, I meant to disagree right back, but like the one comment was, "Yeah, this podcast is not going to last for another month." Mark my words. Yeah, that was like what eight he's months. Still, nine, he's still almost, saying, "Mark my words." Mark another my month. Words, another, another month. month another, another month. month. Uh, there was one too because I didn't read those on any. And then uh, there was one that I should be ashamed of myself for allowing kids and mentally handicapped kids find my podcast when it was. I just look at parents like parents. If you're going to put the blame, I never once was to show they should, never should have been listening to this show from day one. But if you think because of my playing a role for one aspect of my life mm-hmm. should directly affect everything else that I do, this is completely separate from that. Yes. That it's just like, that. no, you failed as a parent if you're letting your kids do that. If you think, and it's not, we speak the truth on this show and I'm, sex is a real part of life. All these things are things people yeah, need to know about. Their kids never existed. If the, yeah. You know, we all exist. It's just like, it's like, you know, taking like, you know, Bob Saget, like yeah. from the, the father. From oh Bull yeah, House. yeah. Dude, do not see his comedy show and bring your kids. Yeah. He's the most he's righteous. Not, he's not Danny Tanner he, at no, the show. He's definitely not. He's Bob Saget on stage and he will drop F-bombs and everything that a kid would not it was not not kid appropriate for sure. Absolutely, and it, it's just you just get it, it. But you're allowed to be. You you don't have to act one way at everything mm-hmm. that you do. That's what I think. If you realize there's many different layers to people and whatnot, and that was again one of the reasons for this. But uh, our winner this week is Cody Davis. Oh my god, that's uh, long. best podcast out there by far. Thank you for the five-star review. Hey, guys, I've been listening to this show since episode one. I'm a huge fan of you guys. I've been a fan of the big guys since his days in the Nexus. I went to WrestleMania in Orlando, and I heard on the podcast that uh, we'd be doing a show that night featuring Ryback. I changed my plans to fly out a day earlier to be able to go to the show. I was the guy in row two that started the Feed Me More chant. I had the honor to meet Ryback at uh, WrestleCon and had a great conversation for a few minutes. His motivation and outlook on life helped me realize a lot of the things and helped me uh, in my everyday life. Thanks for the laughs, tips of the week, and everything else you guys do. I'd give it 10 stars if I could. I also love the Wake Up Unlimited Energy. Put me on a completely different level. Keep up the good work. Cody, you're this week's winner, so please email me at thebigguyatfeedmemore.com, and we'll go ahead and get you out of shaker, bottle, and workout towel. Thank you very much, guys. Please submit your reviews to iTunes. Google Play or iHeartRadio, and uh, we will we will pick a winner every week on the show for that. Moving on, the, the health uh, insurance. Yeah, yeah, so I explained everything with the health insurance. This past year, I used private health insurance, which I'll never, hopefully, have to ever do again mm-hmm. because it was it's been a nightmare. I used two different companies. Luckily, all phone calls are recorded when uh, you get health insurance. Mm-hmm. And this last, the last company, they had told me the stem cells, everything were going to be covered for my back and shoulder when they sold me the insurance. Well, we get everything authorized. I pay my deductible up front and I get those two procedures. And it was in June, July, August. I think they were in July and August. The two procedures are around that this last year, this year. And uh, they... Then requested more documentation, and then they decided to say, oh, these are pre-existing injuries. We're not going to cover this after they were done. So I started getting medical bills coming in, which added up. There were two different versions of it. One of them was around 14000 And then for procedures that were already the 2500 deductible paid, by the way. And the doctor's office was trying to take care of it, and the insurance was being really short with them and not helping them. They weren't communicating with me. 
and they weren't communicating with the doctor's office. So then after they said we could file an appeal, they told the doctor, no, you can't file an appeal. It's closed. Uh, all the responsibility falls on the patient, which, so this is another lesson I kind of with the credit card. Don't take no for an answer. If you know, it's, if you know, it should be otherwise. And because this was something that I knew from the phone calls that when I discussed this, that was the whole reason I went with this health insurance. So I found them on social media and had to send them a nice little message on Twitter. Nothing bad, but just inform them of everything going on. In which, uh, finally, the lead medical reviewer finally called me. And uh, she goes, we went back, we listened to the phone calls as you had talked about. And we are going to cover everything. Because they realized that whoever that guy was that sold the insurance, hopefully was fired for for lying, but they don't cover pre-existing conditions, which is an issue in itself, mm-hmm. which shouldn't even be a thing in my no, opinion. It, 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 I think that, and, but they told me they did going into it. So luckily all is well, because I actually, you want to hear the difference in this? I think I mentioned it. The hospital, Sunrise Hospital, I, on the two different procedures, did not submit my health insurance on the second procedure when I gave them everything. So they messed up. Oh, so I got a separate bill from the hospital. So I guess if it's if you go through insurance and the insurance denies it, the the bill they sent me was like twelve hundred dollars for the stay for an hour to have injection at the Same. hospital, it's which is another issue in itself, yes. right? Twelve hundred, right? So the second procedure, the same procedure, just on my shoulder, same time, all that. They sent me a bill because they didn't bill it through insurance. They just sent me the at cost bill. $33,000 for an hour and a half walk into the hospital. That's not counting the anesthesiologist. That's not counting the doctor bill, any of this. So which I had to call the hospital and say, no, I submitted insurance for all of this, which they had to then resubmit everything through that. All that is though all wiped out, all taken care of by the insurance now. But just so you could see, just from how screwed up the medical system is, yes. both I had two procedures two, week, two weeks apart, the same procedure just different parts of the body. One of those billed through insurance was billed at $1,200 when insurance denied it at my cost. So I'm paying the cost that the hospital wants. The other one wasn't billed through the insurance. The hospital decides the exact same thing that they charged me $1,200 for. Oh, there's no insurance. We're going to charge you $33,000. Yes. And then, which usually you can negotiate down, but what is... To to what? To what? That's my thing. Why are you... like? It's just insane the level of madness going on in this world. I'm glad I got to experience it, to be quite honest, to see. It is truly, I feel for people that that get screwed over medically because it, it yeah. almost just happened to me on and that where that's why people are being doing doing GoFundMe's to so to help them do pay for their medical procedures. It's all messed like up, man. It, it is. Um I don't want to harp on it though, no. but it's just, I'm, I'm, it, it needs, I don't even want to thank the insurance for covering, like they were supposed to cover it from the beginning, right. but I'm not going it, to, no. it's just, it's just the it, fact that you have to deal with all the headaches and stuff yeah. like that, and the fact that you got the, you know, just imagine though, if you got the procedure and you didn't have the money and yeah. you're freaking out. Yep. Well, that, well, that's the other thing, because I've paid cash for these before. Sure. Yeah. That if I would have paid cash, it would have been around $5,500. Yeah. Doing it with, because the doctor cuts me a break at their facility, because this insurance made me go to the hospital yes. for everything for them to cover it. Then that it came to 14000 which is a huge difference from 5500 yes. So that was the whole thing. I was like, 
no, the reason I'm getting billed all this amount. And the reason why you got the insurance. Was to cover all this, to pay the deductible because you told me you were covering right. it. It was, it was, I told them up front, I'm being honest. So like, don't, don't tell me that and then go back on your word. And, but luckily all phone calls with health insurance, if you're not, they are recorded. So if you ever have issues with a health insurance, yes. a representative telling you something and then down the road, they try to get back out of it. If it's legally on a phone call, they have to yeah. honor it. Because it, it you're, they're lying. And plus the, the the tweet you sent them too, right? Yeah. yeah. Which and I had to I had to drop the hammer. Yeah. It was uh, don't let just I hate, so I just hate dishonesty. Push you over, yeah. I just don't like yeah. it. I just I wish just be upfront, be honest. Mm-hmm. There's no need for the bullshit, but for sure. I'm uh, speaking of fa- of of the stem cells. I got two more in January, which my doctor wants me to do a 72 hour fast leading into That's the crazy, crazy, right? But you're doing it. Yeah, so I'm I'm building myself up. It's called prolonged fasting. Sure. There's all this research between 40... Is there a reason why you have to fast for 72 hours? 48 to 72 hours in that time frame, and it might even be before that. Our bodies, there's something, there's stem cell enhancement properties where our, our bodies either produce stem cells or or there's something with the stem cells. Um, from what I believe, and I'm still learning a lot about this, is our bodies produce stem cells when we go into this long fast. It has something okay. to do with autophagy, it's called, which autophagy is the the body eating itself where you live off your fat stores. Sure, yeah, yeah. But there's all these cell healing properties where you essentially repair damaged cells mm-hmm. and, and stem cells are then produced. I don't know all the logistics. I'm literally every day watching and trying to learn more and read more about this. But this was from my doctor, which was open my eyes. And then we interviewed Thomas DeLauer last week. He kind of touched on it a little bit. And there's this doctor, Dr. Berg on YouTube, who who talks a lot more about prolonged fasting. And so if I could fast for 72 hours going into the, my next round of stem cells, it like makes it where it's, I don't know if he said it's like 10 times or 100 times more stem cells, essentially, okay. for what I'm paying for are able to... Because the body, the stem cells my body produce go to where they're needed. Mm-hmm. And then when they inject them into where like, they rush to the area, there's something to it where you just, it helps the healing process tremendously. Because <clears throat> when our body isn't being, using the energy to break down food, it goes and it repairs the body. It's this miraculous thing that happens and they're finding through more and more research, there's all these healing properties so I am conditioning myself so that I just don't have to do a 72-hour fast out of nowhere. I've done 24-hour fast regularly. I said, okay, I'm going to do a 48-hour fast, which I started. Then I decided later on at night, I go, no, if I, do, if I eat one huge meal before 2 o'clock, do a huge cheat meal, I did Taco Bell, I go, I could fast all the way uh, until um, the following day, and it would end up being a... 50, like four hour fast or something like mm-hmm. that to kind of, cause I was going to try to get a little more out of it, yeah. but I shouldn't have done that. So what I ended up doing is I called an audible. I did a 40 hour fast. I resumed yesterday, my eating at six o'clock for, cause after I went and did cardio my last like hour, mm-hmm. which I started getting a little bit, not lightheaded, but this you feel could maybe, a little bit, a little bit weak and stuff. Yeah. Like, like you could just definitely, and they, they said from everything I've read, you'll know when you need to eat. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I need to eat yeah. right now and get my body used to this. So I'm going to do a 60-hour fast the first week of January, then do the 72. Does it, wait, 
But he said 48 to 72. Yeah. Did you just do 48? I could have yesterday, but it would have fallen at like 2 o'clock, and I was going to go to bed before that, so I would have then had to go all the way till the morning, okay. in which I just chose not to do it. <laughs> I remember, I think, uh, the recent uh, podcast with Joe Rogan with Bill Burr. Yeah. It's like, you ever try fit, uh, intermittent fasting? Yeah, it's called sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, you want to sleep. Yeah, you, you want to get... sleep during that time. That's why, you know, breakfast is called break. You know, break the fast, break yeah. The... Fast. the... But this prolonged fasting, because I, I, I'm just learning more and more and more about this. They say essentially, like you could do it once a month, but you could do it. You could do it as often as you probably want. There's people I was reading. The longest fast ever recorded. A guy went from four hundred. Gandhi didn't Gandhi fast? Maybe for yeah, a long he might have. But this guy went from four hundred and something eighty something pounds to like one hundred eighty pounds. He fasted for three hundred and eighty two days, I believe. Just drinking water and stuff like that? But so or how did he He not... was doing the water and, and other like green teas and things, but he was actually having some nutritional yeast, I believe. That, so he was getting some calories. Okay. There was, but so, but I, I don't know if from the video I saw the yeast technically doesn't break the fast. I don't know how that how works. Do, yeah. How do you like? Because it doesn't, as long as essentially if you don't produce an insulin response, you're staying in a oh, fasted state, but there's okay. different levels to where. If you're going for autophagy, where you're going for cell and stem cells and cell repair and that level, then you you don't maybe want to do certain things. And it, it's it's a really fascinating world in all of this. But you could fast for there's people that do 21 day fast mm-hmm. because your body starts you and you want to have enough body fat. Yeah, just, that's what autophagy is essentially. Yes. You eat thyself, where you just eat your fat stores. But doesn't it, but the, doesn't it run the risk of like Organ failure, like you're somebody organs. So this is why, I, and they, they recommend if you for the really long fast, working with your doctor and having a, a medical supervision. Yes, because you need like like I have my multivitamin and, and I get my electrolytes when I do my BCAAs or chalk to the electrolytes. Mm-hmm. So I load up on those during my feeding window when I do the intermittent fasting because I do nineteen five. But it, it's and now I'm doing like two normal eating days a week where I eat morning to night. Tomorrow is going to be a normal eating day for me. You obviously you you. Is there like is, so? Is it is it based on the, the 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 calorie intake you you have? So let's say you fast for sixteen hours. You said you can pretty much eat anything you want, right? You, well, if you're or, so if you're doing fasting for sixteen hours and eating for eight hours, you would eat your normal allotted calories in that eight hour window. Okay. I've cut down to five because I'm getting. I like getting. There's more fat burning properties when you go a little longer. In that. For me, because I consume uh, uh, a carbohydrate diet because uh, I, I function better on carbs. Mm-hmm. So I want to be in a fasted state a little longer to tap into that fat burning process a little more. And I can get all my adequate calories in a five-hour window, essentially. Okay. But it all comes into calories in and calories out. And that's what Doc, uh, Thomas DeLauer was talking about. And Dr. Berg talks about it, too, is that when you have normal eating days, for your metabolism to get those calories in case you aren't getting the amount of calories in in that feeding window. But people that can get all the, those calories in, you really maybe don't have to have normal eating days. But I've just done it to have a little balance. And the leaner and leaner I get, the less fat you have to pull from is where you have to be a little more – you have to okay. make adjustments. So, yes, yeah, so you make adjustments basically. And whatnot. Too. But and I advise anyone to, to always talk with your doctor before. Have you talk, wait, so have you talked to Mike? Malaro about his how's his family. I haven't talked to Mike in quite some oh, time. Oh, really? Mike, email us an update on yeah, where you're at with everything. Yeah. 
I was always wondering how how his uh, if he's still yeah if you're still sticking with it and, and whatnot. Um, please, yeah, send us an update because that I would be curious in yeah. knowing if he if he's stuck with it and whatnot. Because it, it, the fasting man, I told him like for me it was always I always had a little bit of fat on my sides. It's just melting off. That's awesome. It, 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 I'm directly seeing the results, but I I notice for me when I do these longer, like I noticed a difference doing the 40-hour fast, mm-hmm. and then I went to bed weighing 287 still. You don't burn, mu- like they teach you, oh, you're going to burn muscle and this and that, and they do recommend, though, on, on doing the long, prolonged fasting, not working out in that period. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not intermittent fasting. That's for the longer ones. Yes. But I always just tell people, I'm still learning a lot about this. I'm not an expert in it by any means, uh, and I, I have a lot more to consume yeah, and, of all this, but start and, looking into it. I'm and telling this is you, not something that... that you know, that came out of, no, I mean, there's people that's doing studies and stuff like that. I mean, Joe Rogan's even mentioning about that. So, well, you know, I'm giving, I'm giving it a shot too. So I know that, but the, a lot of the WWE guys have been, I was talking to a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more of them doing the fasting now okay. too. And cause I think it, it's, and if you look online, I feel like there's more lean people than ever. And I feel like because it's faster, so, but keto, people, but, but like, there's also more people who are unhealthier than ever too. Yeah, because people are saying they're not they're not getting taller, they're getting whiter. I, th- I saw I saw a recent survey or, or, or a report on the news, the fake news or whatever news that that's out there. That we are getting whiter. Yeah, we're not getting taller, we're getting whiter. I can see that. No, that is we are unhealthier than ever. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing I think we're fasting. There's actual research showing the health benefits of it. That and now again, if you have a medical condition and whatnot, it, maybe it's not for you. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of people, it, it probably will be. Yeah. And it is, uh, and it's not saying you have to go to the extremes with it, but just adding it into your to your routine, yeah. it works. I'm telling you, and from a body fat perspective, it it truly, truly, truly does amazing things. Mm-hmm. The uh, I do want to do the mention real quick to Sophie the. Uh, I got Sophie sleeping in the bed finally now. She's not in her cage anymore. She, uh, I figured out, and they said you could do this. I was always a little scared doing it. You get the the, the stairs where she climbs. No, I pick her up. No, but the, oh. the key is I keep the leash on her and okay. I wrap it around my arm, my okay. hand, or my wrist, just like one time. And I, because I was afraid, because I was afraid I might take it off in my sleep or something. And then if she wants to go to the bathroom, she'll jump off to the couch and then, because sure. she thinks she's all better now. She feels she's like, this is the best she's been. That's good. But uh, so I, she was whining one night. She just really wanted to lie in bed. And I was just like, oh, I can't take it. Like, I, I can't. I feel so bad. So I went down and got her leash and I tried it. Completely fine. Did it again the next night. Completely fine. So little Sophie's sleeping in the bed again. She's, mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning and she's just so happy because she's not in that cage. That's good. Yeah. But with that, I think we need to uh, get, I wanted to do a few questions on this week's show. Oh, we have questions. Yeah, I did a I did a question post for everything for this week to kind of closing out the year, the Christmas edition. Well, we, we, I think we still have one more podcast before the end of the year, right? We, well, it's technically going to be the new... We, we're going to record it before the first, but it's for New Year. It's the week of New... It's Okay. Because the way the year falls... New Year's is on Tuesday, I think. Yes. So we usually record Sundays if we do... Where we have been, anyways, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, so, so it's the new. This is essentially kind of our last show of the. Okay. We're gonna our recording will be in 2018, 
but the the show will be for 2019, essentially. So we're gonna have to talk in the future, in a way. It's like well, Happy New Year. The schedule's gonna be the exact same. Oh yeah, it's just. Oh, we got some good questions I oh, can tell. Boy. We'll do a few. Okay. You want to hear the first one? Yes, yeah, just it. why is six scared of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just looking here. To see, it's not really a question, right? Or that's that's basically a pun joke. How often do you go to the gym? I mean, how many days per week? Me none. <laughs> we got to get Joe started on a workout program, but uh, I well, tend I to go. Well, I did not go in a locker room. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one's saggy balls walking around. Because uh, you, you will. I'm just going to go in there, work out, and leave. Don't go in a locker room, whatever. Just you bring, your, bring your uh, P. John, travel John in there, and you yeah. don't have to. Don't have to pee and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that guy peeing in the corner of the gym? <laughs> I go to the gym uh, almost every day. Every once in a blue moon, I don't go. But you have your own. But you have your. I have own my own gym, gym here too. too. Yeah. But like I always like, I just like going. Even if I don't work out, I like going you. to cardio yeah. or stretching or so. Like today, I went and stretched pretty good and did P ninety X abs. Okay. But it's technically an off day for me, so I always kind of do something. I just like physical activity. Okay. Uh, can you compare stevia to monk fruit? Uh, I love both. We use both and feed me more nutrition. Actually, monk fruit. Um, is I think I believe it's about uh, anywhere from 100 to 200, 250 times sweeter than sugar. Oh, wow. Something, but it, it, you don't need nearly as much. It's calorie-free. It, it has a lot of uh, similar properties as stevia, and uh, they're great too. I think they're two of the best natural sweeteners, and you can't go wrong with them in my, in my opinion, which is why we use them in Feed Me More Nutrition. Uh, when you're returning to WWE... We get that question all the time. I don't know. I've, I've never been in WWE, so... I like, I yeah, the really, question. I like you answering I can't really, my questions. Yeah, I can't really um, tell you. Um, they haven't given me a call yet, so I'm not, I don't know why. When uh, I'm getting two more stem cells in January, guys, and then I'll kind of see. I usually, I'm healed. I'll probably, take, I'll probably take four weeks off from the gym of weights to let the stem cells really work their magic. <clears throat> I'm probably going to get... Uh, stem cells are going to be something I'm probably going to get done regularly for the foreseeable future till I, but I'm pretty good. I'm good right now, but I, I want to get a little stronger for me for, yeah, it's health. It's for health. Yeah. For health reasons. And, uh, and make sure that I am, that I, I, I never go through what I went through because it's been extremely, uh, difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm very grateful for the process. And one day when I write my book on everything in life, not a motivational book, but my, my book for me, it will, uh, I will talk about this in depth on, how challenging this has all been and how rewarding also. Mm -hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm grateful for the entire, entire Is there process. One more? Or do you, that's it? No, nah, we're good on okay. that. There were, there was a lot of them were WWE oh, okay. related. Answer one, answer the majority of them. Oh, I was going to answer all. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> Have Joe answer all the questions. I'm looking at that. We're going to do, because we're not really, the, the tips of the week will be on occasionally still, but this, I got a nice book from a friend. And it's the Forbes Thought of the Day. They came out with like the, the Forbes list recently. Oh, did they? Yeah, like highest paid comedian. Okay. All this stuff. So. There's a lot of lists out there. This one is a, a different positive uh, quote for every episode. And I'm going to write the podcast episode in here. I think. Oh, so it's just a calendar. Is yeah, it kinda... it's just to kind of go through. It's a thought of the day. Oh. Just okay. a positive thought of the That's day. That's cool. 
This one, the Wait. gist of New Year's Day is Try Again. Try Again. By Frank Crane. Okay. And I'm just going to go ahead and document it in here. So it's pretty much a quote of the week in a book. Yep. And I'm going to write it down the for quote me. Quote of the day. Episode That's 121 is the episode for this one. And okay. Kind of, I like it. It just, it gets... That way I use the book for, for good on yeah. the show. Sometimes you get a book like this and you throw it down and you forget to look at it. And, you know, I don't want to forget about this. It's a special book. But with that, I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to take one more break here. And uh, we're going to go. We're going to throw to the uh, ODB interview. Okay. And we'll be right back after the ODB interview. Enjoy. Real Good Foods has pizza, enchiladas, and poppers that are all low in carbs high in protein, and made from real food. They are the perfect convenient option for someone who is trying to eat more nutritious foods. All of their foods are also grain-free and gluten-free. The best part is you actually feel good after eating foods like pizza and enchiladas. Available in stores nationwide like Walmart, Kroger, Publix, or online with free two-day shipping. Real good foods. The big guy approves. Feed! Me more. All right, we are back, and I'm uh, as always with the interviews. I'm I'm really excited for this one. This one we go we go way back to Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, she's my my little my little special buttercup, and uh, she will always be my special little buttercup. Which we will explain how that all came about from our our days together at Smoky Bones. And uh, wrestling, I got none other than ODB, Jesse Creasa. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. <laughs> What's up, my big muffin? <laughs> so we got to explain this to people, because the first thing people are going to assume is, oh, they're clearly oh. there's something going on here. Oh, you guys dated, yeah. Yeah. Um, not at all. <laughs> I, I consider you actually somebody in wrestling that you're one of the really, really, really good human beings. that, And, and it's... Uh-huh. There's yeah multiple, we but it, yeah we got really them. close in Louisville, Kentucky. Just like you know, because we both weren't you know weren't making money, so we had to get real jobs. <laughs> yeah, and wrestle. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, that's something for for everyone listening. We're going to talk about a little bit about OVW and and all that, but you were you were one of the people that saw me during my what I call the, the dark days of, even yeah. though it wasn't, there was a lot of like bright spots in the dark days, uh, yeah. a lot of alcohol <laughs> in the dark days. Which is <laughs> I think, honestly, I think uh, those, that whole OVW time was freaking probably my most special times. And I love those times. It's just like, and I would go back to those times because we had a hell of a time. Like we were all just so supportive of each other and just had fun. But we all still worked our asses off because we all wanted, you know, yep. to get a job. But we, um, I mean, yeah, even like in our darker days, it still was one hell of a good time. <laughs> That's what a lot of people, I think, in wrestling, I look back and we, they always told us, whoever would come down, whether it was WWE personnel or, or, or people, veterans, and that had been around and they... They at that time, if you would have looked at like developmental from like when I was in Deep South Wrestling to OVW and before that even HWA, which wasn't nearly as advanced as OVW was, yeah. like they would come down and see 
the luxuries that we had. But if you look at even that now to like what NXT is, then it's like we're we're like the old timers now. Like when I look back, oh my god, yeah, we're the grizzled up. It was like, well, if I had it easy as you guys these days, like if I had yeah. these promo rooms and in what? Oh my god! But they they always tell us, told us, enjoy enjoy this time because there'll never yeah. be another period like this in your life. And when you're living it. You don't necessarily, I, you know, not to say that I didn't appreciate it, because I always mm. did, but like you said, we're all broke. We're all just trying to make it. We're all young, hungry wrestlers. And uh, yep. at that time, people didn't really get plucked out of developmental um, all that often. Not nearly as often as it was much, it was a, just a different time. It was much more difficult. And yeah, uh, it was very, it was very rare. We were like so proud when someone actually made it. We're like, we're so-and-so. They're like, oh, they're at TVs. We're like, oh, my God, they're at TVs? That's yep. awesome. <laughs> that was such a big deal because it didn't happen. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, it was, it was almost just like you're, you're being released from prison. <laughs> and, I, and I say that, and it's not, not that you're in prison, but like you're, yeah. you're finally, you're, you're moving on. And yeah. uh, everyone's yep. like happy to see you move on to the next, yeah. next chapter of your life. And, and that's the thing, too. And everyone was happy for each other. Yeah. You know, so it's like we're not really competing for the same spot. We all were so different. And like yep. when someone got moved up, like sweet. And then we just took their spot at OVW, you know. So it was, yeah, it was a nice, it was, we had a nice little tight family there. <laughs> no, we, we really did. And I think that's with people too in developmental because everyone's making it, making, you know, essentially the same amount of money, in which you, I might add, you were, you were not under contract, correct? I never was. Nope. You're one of those just rare situations that to this day, I think so many people scratch their head and be, because you were a major part of OVW and, and, and whatnot. And in, there were a few people that weren't under contract down there. And, but you were the, you were the one that everyone just assumed was because of how yeah. you were used in yeah. it. Did you ever, did you ever, was anything ever told to you on that? as far as why that didn't happen or is it just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you never really knew what actually was going on behind the scenes. You know, they always have, what do we get? Like every few weeks we'd always have like an agent come down yeah. and, you know, talk to us and then we'd have to get in the ring and, you know, Ugh. follow a mat for five minutes. <laughs> Those were like, the worst. I'll have to be like, Oh my God. <laughs> just thinking about that makes me want to sweat. And like, yep. you know, and then you would get, you know, talk like, oh, yeah, you know, keep doing your thing. And but then they were like, well, is ODB even like under contract? Why is she the OVW champion? Why yeah. is she why is she on TV every week? And then they kind of well, they try to push push me back a little bit. Then I just got right back up <laughs> because yep. the girls that they were paying weren't, you know, really the stars. So it was kind of it was a good time. And, you know. Oh, and then and then Serena Deebs wasn't under contract either. And That's right. Me and her had a me and her had a nice you know little run together. So yeah, it was kind of yeah two non-contracted chicks. We're the two main <laughs> girls down there, women. Yeah, yep. That's I always look at that and it's it's so fascinating to me because I think everyone and everyone that's the other thing about you. What I was saying, you're one of the good ones. Everybody. Everybody liked you, and that, that and that, that there wasn't a lot of hate down there to begin with, anyways. But no, but I mean, if in wrestling, and, and we see it as we we go up, and when when money, I think, comes into play a little more, and spots mm -hmm. are a little more, or where money comes into ties into what you, what your spot is, I think that's where a lot of the different 
stuff comes into play a lot more. But down there at the time, it wasn't. And I think there, you had, I remember, like, Al Snow and Danny Davis. And it felt like just everybody who came in contact with you was pulling for you that actually knew you. And it, yeah. it's one of those fascinating stories looking back. But it was so many good <laughs> memories down there. Of, yeah. In, in, I know it is kind of very like you always want to kind of figure out like who was that one person that always kept holding you back, you know? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's always a mystery. <laughs> it's hard though, but but I think you've done a really good job, and we're going to talk more about that in this. But you you've always had a really good mindset, I feel like, and uh, I mean we all get down and get negative at times and whatnot, but I yeah. feel like you've always been really good at it, kind of kicking out so to speak and um, <laughs> and not not dwelling on on, on yeah. the negatives for too long yeah and, and i think that's why you've always always gone on and, and done your thing and 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 been okay is because of your mindset and yeah. whatnot but what led to and for for everyone because I, I i got released and then i was i i had to go get a real job and i talked about it before where i was kind of ashamed to go home and <laughs> I had to go through yeah. my, my dark days and yeah. a lot of alcohol came into play, but I eventually, <laughs> I yeah. landed a job at Smoky Bones, which by the way, this, you want to talk about depressing and, and I've learned if there's one lesson I could teach people on like applying oh, for jobs, it's yeah. lie on your resume because, and I don't, <laughs> I don't preach lying at all because I'm very honest, but yeah. it was very discouraging because I figured money was so tight and I go, okay, I'm going to get a job serving because with the amount of food I eat, I'll probably be able to eat for free on the job. Yep. And for me, another thing was <laughs> I wanted to work on my speaking skills and being uncomfortable because I was uncomfortable losing my, my dream job wrestling and then being a server. And, but it was so discouraging because I got turned down at multiple restaurants for serving. Oh and I was like, at the time I'm like, what, uh, what a loser. I can't even get a job serving. You can't even get a serving job in, in, in Louisville. In, in Louisville, Kentucky, <laughs> the big guy Ryback couldn't land a serving yeah. job because they all wanted experience. And I'm like, I would, I would, sometimes I think I'm too honest to a fault. I should have just lied. Yeah. Because yeah. It, I could have just figured it out a day, you know. But what, what led you, did we, to getting the job at Smoky Bones? Yeah, because well, I remember I was always working at uh, when I first well, when I first got down there, I was, uh, I was like, well, shit, I kind of need a job. And because we'd always, because I remember, well, we lived very cheap. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, living I places down I there first, were great. When I first got down there, I um, lived in the Suburban Lodge, I think, where everyone kind of started out. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. I can I, still smell it. <laughs> I had about a depression being in there my, when I first moved away from home. Oh. And, and I was just remember being in there one night and I had a six pack of, uh, Guinness. I got Guinness for some reason. And, oh, I, damn. and I, that was like my first where you realize just sitting in this little room and, and trying to have some beers. And I was just like, oh, man, uh, this is going to be an interesting life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because then you think about it, you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And that's, then it's like that. And then um, I actually, Sean Spears or uh, Dillinger now, yeah, we actually Dillinger. were roommates the whole time I was out there. And we lived right next to the Highlanders in the ghetto apartments. We didn't live in St. Matthews where everyone else lived. <laughs> yeah, did you live – wait, did you live – So, because I lived in both of those. I lived – because I had uh, Damian Sandow, Aaron Stevens on the show a couple weeks ago. Because me and oh, okay. him lived in Mallard Crossing. Yeah. And then there was Bear um, – 
Now, what was the name of it? I don't remember. I also remember there was two creepy statues. It was a long driveway, and um, they had a nice little fenced-in area, and okay. <laughs> it was like literally right down the road from the school, and right uh, okay. by our favorite. It was called the bar where we all hung out at. Yep. I think we had our Christmas party there. <laughs> 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 but, I, like, oh. but yeah, like that was, and yeah, then I roomed with you know Sean's beers, and he was probably one of my favorite roommates. Really? Because he was he was so hungry. I mean, shit, he was in developmental for years, and now he finally you know finally got his big break, and and he was you know always we'd always practice our promos together, and uh, you know oh, wow, watch I wrestling. Know that. Yeah, watch wrestling tapes and. Everyone's like, "Oh, you guys banging?" I'm like, "No, it wasn't even like we were like a brother and sister, you know. It wasn't even." Yeah, no. I was gonna tell you too because I think people sometimes, and, and I actually, you're one of those people. I think it's because, I think when it comes to guys and girls, because once you cross that line, yeah. things tend to get weird. <laughs> I think you're such an awesome person that sometimes, like, it would be suck to lose your friendship. You know what I mean? And I think people realize that sometimes too, because men are men. Let's be honest. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, no, you, but you're, you're probably one of the coolest, if not the coolest chicks just in general. And I think that's a lot well, of guys realize you. that. Well, that was the one thing too. I felt like just one of the boys, like remember our good days when we went down to seventh street, the strip joint, all those places like crazy coconuts, yeah, you know, the Fourth green street room or whatever. There, right there. And then we'd always, yeah. we'd always say it's someone's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was for because we had cody roses with us timmy baltimore some of the best storytellers that could come oh up my. with some of the most creative lies ever oh lordy and then one of the boys was like let's get out of here and then the, the stripper looked like ricky morton oh there was <laughs> he, he's like bye guys see you later and we're like what the hell happened oh there's oh, so many God. memories of louisville that flash back and lots of alcohol mm-hmm. always come into play then, yeah, because what oh, what was the question you asked me? Oh, about the, Smoky the Bones. On what, like, how Smoky did you Bones. get in there? Because I can't remember if I or, or if somebody you just we told you was, about it. Was were you working there before me? Because I remember I kept I was trying to get a job and I kept um, it was Al Snow's ex wife Cindy was um, always work I oh, was working at like strip clubs as a bartender. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I can get you a job." I was like, "Oh God," and it <laughs> was right in there. Yeah, and the place was called um i think it was called classy ladies actually and it was a small i never i think that was my first bartending gig ever so i went in there and on my very first day i was left alone the owner left i think she was all coked up (laughs) or something and there was about right there was one one stripper pole um one of the strippers (laughs) only had one arm and i was like then I had to sell like those non-alcoholic drinks so the guys would talk to the strippers, you know, uh, for like ten minutes. Yeah. And the strippers were getting mad at me. I'm like, sorry, I can't sell them. Shit, you guys ain't my problem. So they all just wanted to talk to me. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The one arm stripper isn't going to take out ODB either. So no. <laughs> I think you're all right. <laughs> and then I I didn't show up the next day. Like literally, that was my last night working there. I don't blame you one bit. I tried another uh, strip joint. It was like a half sports bar, half one, and then I think I lasted like a week there, and I said, fuck this. I'm like, 
I will go try. And I think I think you were at working at Smoky Bones. I think that's how I kind of got in. Yeah, that's what because uh, I'd been there because the the, the yeah. reason they hired me was the the guy at the time, Dave Cyphers, before he was, he was replaced a... with Jim Jimmy, was uh, a huge wrestling he... fan, and yep. uh, yeah, I uh, I got in through my tough enough fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I, I remember, oh but God. I remember they make you take like a. It was like some sort of a. I don't know if you had to take it, but it was like a psychological exam. It was some sort of like psych test sort of thing. And I remember just thinking, I go, man, what kind of people do they have or have they had applying here where that's like. Well, I know, crap. But uh, <laughs> it, it makes sense, though, because you're dealing with customers and people. So I like. Yeah. But uh, I was. Uh, the thing that got me in was that he just knew who I was from wrestling. <laughs> so I don't know if that I told you, like, oh, because it made pretty decent money there, in all fairness. Yeah, it actually was a good. Yeah, we stayed. We both stayed there for a while. Then you got rehired, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. But I remember we had so many. I talk about this and we talked about it in the past, like cause that that money doesn't always buy happiness and whatnot. Because that was the period I had the least amount of money I'd ever had. And but I yeah. remember <laughs> when I was I worked at that restaurant morning to night usually because mm-hmm. one I needed the money, but I actually really enjoyed it because it kept me busy. Where I was yeah. kind of a victim of my own thoughts at that time, and I hadn't found the secret and positivity. Yeah, I was kind of really down, and that job was the beginning of me kind of finding oh, myself. Yeah. And and I enjoyed the when I was at work. It was always, let's be honest, we're serving barbecue to people. So we're, we're, we're <laughs> like as far as in that setting in Louisville, Kentucky, we're all away from home, and so I found that like yeah. just joking and having fun, really. That's where I think we we all became close that's why forever anyone that that restaurant it's like i still talk to jimmy too but it was we were always laughing i remember and your classic laugh is is something is going to forever get be ingrained <laughs> in my brain with... <laughs> oh shit that is like just this talking about i think to kind of bring back the smoky bones memory that's where yeah. the the buttercup uh... i would always say oh my little sweet little you know, peach cobbler, you know, wagon filled <laughs> apricot, you know, just something. I would always try to come up with something different to kind of woo you and laugh. And then, yeah. And then you started firing them back at me and it was everyone would hear it and be like, what's wrong with these two people? Yeah. I'm like, yikes. <laughs> those cooks in the back are probably just thinking these. Freaking oh, losers. those cooks are freaking hilarious. Yeah. And then we'd always. Like, we kind of, like, practiced our promos, too, there, I think. <laughs> I feel like a lot went on there because everyone yeah. was kind of, like, I think everyone thought we were kind of cool, too, because we were wrestlers. It, or, mm-hmm. I don't know if people think we're cool, but, like, it was, I feel like we got maybe away, because we all worked really hard. I, I busted my ass there. But I if had, we needed a certain night off, we could we we got it off. Yeah, they we, we got, they were doing yeah. it with us because of the wrestling, maybe more so. Than a lot yeah. of just the regular servers, because I think they kind of thought this was like a job in passing for us. It wasn't a career necessarily, or not that you should treat anyone different for that to begin with. But I, we definitely got yeah. a little bit special treatment with all that. Oh, totally. And we and we should. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's be honest. We should. Come on. <laughs> Jimmy still texts me to this day. I mean, come on. Yeah, I still talk to Dave. Yeah, Dave's the other one. Yeah. Oh my God! I have. Do you really? Yeah, he still creeps on my Facebook. I was going to say, that's, <laughs> I, wow, I did not, I haven't heard from him since he left. Mm-hmm. And he popped in one time randomly when it was really busy. But I don't, uh, 
I didn't even know he was on there. What's he doing now? Do you know? I have no. He probably told me, but I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't read it. <laughs> what, the uh, no, but it all, I don't. It's social media stuff. I'm I'm with you on all that too. You don't strike me as yeah. the type that sits there waiting to read all your messages, anyways. Yeah, not really. <laughs> if well, I don't hear a, a noise for a sale, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sell shit today. That sucks. <laughs> what uh? When you did, what when was your last day at Smoky Bones? Because I know mine. I got rehired, and I and and I tell this, and you got to understand yeah. the context. We had a meeting one day. Um, it was already I was already got rehired, and I was like working like one more weekend essentially before mm-hmm. I just for the money before because I hadn't got paid yet my moving money by WWE, and so like Jimmy, they already knew I was leaving, and but we had a, a meeting in the morning where they'd hold those mandatory meetings sometimes. And uh, oh, okay, yeah. everybody hated it. We, it was like, we're all grown adult, adults. And it was like, it was something like there were like new menus, but it was nothing. I remember they made us do a, a, like a coloring thing where they gave us a picture and they wanted us to color or draw a picture. And I remember just thinking like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I'm sitting at Smoky Bones. I'm 26 years old or whatever it was at the time. And they had me drawing pictures at a meeting at, nine in the morning and I'm working all day anyways. And so I drew a picture of, of Ryback cyborg Ryback pissing on, uh, on the guy, this guy, JK, this new manager there that had it out for me, who was, oh uh, who God. did not, wasn't too fond of me. So I drew this picture cause it gave it to Jimmy who me oh. and him always laughed and, and joked around and it. And you got to understand the context of it. It was, it was not during business hours and whatnot, but, yeah. Later that night, at, during a busy Saturday night, J.K., the manager, actually found that picture and uh, was so upset, he demanded I be fired on the spot because he found it in Jimmy's office. And uh, it was oh uh, so Jimmy just he goes like, I'm not firing you. He goes, this was your last weekend anyways. He goes, I can't fire you. He goes, he goes you could just have a couple days off. And I go, well, I go, I kind of want the money, man. And but I laughed. But that was my last day at Smoky Bones. What was yours? I honestly have no, I don't remember. Um, I don't blame you. I because uh, I know I t- shit. I I honestly couldn't even tell you because like so I remember I got um, signed to TNA and I was still down in Louisville and I stayed down there I think for like an extra year like my first year. Uh, I don't know why, but <laughs> I actually um, like living down there. Believe it, it for the, what it was. The, it was for me. It was a change actually, of pace. Yeah, it actually wasn't too bad because you're you're down there with all the wrestlers. Yeah, and obviously I wasn't allowed. Once I got to TNA, I, you know, obviously I couldn't walk into OBW. But it was just it was cool because I lived with um, Tracy Brooks and uh, Joey Mercury then at the time. Okay. So that was a. Uh, that was a fun household. <laughs> I bet, I, I'm actually, I'm a big fan of Joey Mercury as far yeah. as, I think he has God, one of the I great wrestling seen, minds. God, oh my, hell yeah, I haven't seen him in years. I wrestled him Man. last year at WrestleCade, um, and it was so great seeing him. I worked with him a lot in WWE when he was with Seth Rollins and J&J Security. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love, Joey Mercury is, is, I wish he was back in WWE as an agent, and, and I wish 
And he, I think he he will be again because he's and someone like Seth knows how valuable he is too. He he's so he pays such attention to the to the small details that truly yeah, totally. matter. Yep. That a lot of the yep. guys today think it's just move, 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 and it's mm-hmm. it couldn't be any further from the truth. And he is just a he has all that experience of all from Rip and just being in the business and being a and loving the business and. Yeah, I just I yeah. have nothing I, nothing but high praise to say about Joey Mercury. Uh, like yeah, because I remember living yeah like living with him actually helped me out a lot, like just giving like just doing promos. Yep. He's like, all right, let's sit down and let's talk about this. You know, like our promo days, like we had to have. I mean, we had to have those promos pretty. You know, you can't just go in there winging it. Oh no, or I eating alive if you do that. Yeah, because so. I, I was like, okay, I got to have this all set. And then, and then he actually helped me. Because remember that time? It was a big Six Flags show, and I showed up in a police car. I do have memories of this. It was, it was the Six Flags, you said, right? Yeah, the Six Flags. Yeah. And it was kind of like the blow-off match of me and Katie Lee, and I got arrested. And then um, it, was my, it was our idea, too, to do this. And Allison, I was like, yeah, we can make it work. And then I'm sitting in a cop car, legit hand handcuffed. Yeah. And then he told me, he's like, you got to get one of those orange jumpsuits to make it real. Yeah. So I ordered yeah. an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. Like, so I'm sitting in this cop car. We're waiting for, you know, because we can hear Katie Lee. We're behind Six Flags a little bit. And I can hear Katie Lee, you know, counting. I had, you know, they're ringing the bell, whatever. I had 10 seconds. And, um, you know, we finally get the signal and. We come around and you hear the cop sirens, and it was that hot cop guy. It was that black dude. He was so hot. So oh, I'm just sitting there with not, him. Are you but talking I'm about Yancey? I'm handcuffed in the back seat. I can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Steve Yancey? Um, he was kind of like name. the like a little bit mus- the muscular guy, kind of. Yeah, the mus. Yeah, yeah, that was Yancey, huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't yeah, heard that for a while. Oh man, I was yeah, and then we couldn't. <laughs> he was trying to. He, then he had to you know open the car door or whatever, and then I think my adrenaline was kicking in. He's like, "Stand still!" He's like, "I can't uncuff you," because <laughs> he was trying to. And I was so blown up. I couldn't right right before I got to the ring. I was blown up. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't even blow a comeback right now." <laughs> that is no that that's uh, that's Joey Mercury though for you. Those small details mm-hmm. like that. and like. Just little totally. things. You'll the. Why didn't I think of that? But it's just his mind, yeah. his processes. I love. There are other Those people in wrestling. Christian so was another one. And oh it, yeah, yeah. Where, he was. I liked him. Like where you? I was like, man. I feel like a lot of us that came up in this generation. I wish like Edge retired right when I was getting ready to come back before my ankle thing, and like guys that like were in the ring with with you know with the Eddie Guerreros and Chris Benoit's and Ric Flair's, mm-hmm. where they kind of. You, you pick up a little bit of their knowledge, it, it gets passed yeah. down where I feel like that's kind of been lost. And uh, I, I, I always really wish I could have had that and whatnot. But like I said, like I always talk, like when I wrestled John Cena, I learned a lot wrestling John because he yeah. worked with those guys. And I was able to kind of, and not that he directly taught me, you just pick things up by working with a guy. And But, but Joey's one of those guys. And I think he really, truly enjoys helping people. Too. I think, yeah. Definitely get some, yeah. But it's. Uh, I think too, like our era was probably the last good. Not, I'm not. I'm not saying that the last good one, yeah. but with our era, we still had all those guys. Like, 
you know, I mean, we had, you know, like Barry Windham coming down, yeah. you know, and Dr. it was Death like, and... yeah, Dr. Death coming down and, you know, great to have her Valentine. Like it was such, we had those legends coming to OVW like every other week. Yeah. You don't get that anymore. Like we had all that, you know, Greg Gagne coming down when, you know. Yep. <laughs> no, but that, you, you, you bring up a good point and I, and, and Ricky Steamboat and these guys because, yeah. and Arn Anderson and who are still, because I think that's one of the things and, and I have talked about, I don't talk about a lot of wrestling anymore on the show just because I hate the negativity that surrounds a lot of it. But like oh. the, those guys that in with, with a lot of wrestlers we talk about, they think it's just move, 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 move. These guys mm-hmm. were all about psychology, and I think yeah. anybody who had uh, was able to sit under their learning tree has a whole different mindset of professional wrestling that kind of exists today, and I wish everybody had that experience of just listening to those guys, because it allows yeah. you to become, you, I feel like you respect the business more when you, when they explain things and you understand it a little bit better, and that it's not mm-hmm. just high spot after high spot and, and whatnot, and you can still do that stuff, but it's just, it's a different mindset, but. Yeah, it just happened, like, all those guys, you know, even, like, Robert Gibson, we had him every week for ever, and, like, just having, and just and then just becoming good friends with those guys, like, yep. what the hell, like, we used to watch those guys, and now we're, like, hanging out with them, and, like, talking, <laughs> and, like, life to them, and it's just, like, this, like, it just, it's not like that anymore, it's just crazy, but I was, you know, proud and honored to be a part of that whole, you know, it feels like so long ago, but. Yeah, I no, feel I yeah, I, I feel like a grizzled old timer. <laughs> no, it happens. I, I still remember my in deep south wrestling. This is when I learned the value of just listening, and that you don't have to do, mm. do drills mm-hmm. to learn. Ricky Steamboat just came down and didn't make us because deep south was very boot camp like my first year. But yeah, I remember my head, that. Steamboat yeah. just literally talked about working the apron. And I kid you not, Jesse, it stuck with me for the rest of my career and like whenever in in tag matches and just working the apron and not doing things at certain times to take away from the, in the match and knowing when to try to get the crowd going and, but like working the apron and I, it was, all he did was talk to us and it stuck with me for the rest of my career. And I always, and it's like, that's when I realized for me how valuable just, just listening to these guys is. And you don't always have to be taking pumps to learn. Yeah. Well, that that kind of with me, like, I remember when, like, Barry Windham, he always stuck to me. And he, I would just watch him, too, like, watching other people. And, you know, he'd just shake his head. And, like, and he, you know, then a lot of them would just get in the ring. And he's yeah. like, give me three roll-ups. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, it wasn't about, like, it was just... That was the best thing. And then even like that, like talking about like, you know, like what you're going to wear. It's like that shit is like, oh, my God, like wrestling. Some of these girls on the indie scene, they're more worried about how they look yeah, and what their match is going to be like. I'm like, you know, I think, too, that's and, something and it's not everyone. But like for me, I, I'll to this day take it to my grave. I think in wrestling is 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 extremely important and valuable. And you it is. But character and because everybody mm-hmm. knows you're watching a scripted form of, of physicality that if you yeah. look at the biggest stars in wrestling, they may not, you can, you probably wouldn't, if you, you wouldn't say Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Hulk Hogan, 
and John Cena say are the most yeah. technical wrestlers, but not to say they can't be. They were just smart enough to realize that exactly. it's a package yep. deal in, in character, character development, and mannerisms. And they wore the same outfit: yeah. black trunks, jean shorts, yellow, red. Yeah, Shit, they didn't need no glamorous outfit because it was WrestleMania. <laughs> no, but it's just it, it, not to say. And the moves are very still important, and I will never knock that. Yeah. But it's it's a package deal. And, yeah. Uh, that's what I feel like those guys really helped us become aware of that. And I think a lot of guys will too today. It's just not this. It's just a different environment yeah. somewhat. But do you remember oh. with us? I, Cause I have a memory of me and you when I was in my dark days of drinking. <laughs> oh boy. I think you were living with, was it Tracy or no? Mm -hmm. uh, wait, was it? Yeah. Cause then me and Tracy, after I got into TNA and then me and Tracy finally just got our own. Got our own place together. Yeah, and I remember because I remember going through a really bad breakup and and drinking heavily for a bit. And I remember hey, I was going probably over there with you. <laughs> yo, you were never phased. I remember us putting down some serious alcohol, and you were, I, I, you were never phased. I was just like, man, this girl can drink. Oh boy, I don't know if that should be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I, I think it's a testament to, or maybe it's just how big of a. I don't want to, I don't know, knock on me. I, cause I could put away some alcohol. So I was, yeah. but, uh, and I, I don't know. I might've been out drinking you. I don't know. I don't know that I didn't keep track of the pace, but I just yeah. know that you didn't <laughs> stop. You were, you were going, I was a beer girl. So maybe that, and you were more hard alcohol. That is another the good point on that. I did at that yeah. point. I was going re really hard alcohol. Yeah. The, uh, oh man, the memories of. Of that, no, you got me through some tough times. So that's where I think it's just like a forever a bond in wrestling with certain people that, yeah, you just look back and you don't realize it at the time. But it was like that was extremely valuable for me to be able to have somebody to just hang out with and drink with. And uh, yeah, we would. Cause I remember, um, cause I think I was because Tina wasn't really a heavy schedule, so I think we were like I'd be back. He's like, I think you were like, oh, you in town? I'm like, yep, let's go out. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, Weed out, yeah. It's uh, Speak yeah. You don't uh, you don't get those friendships a lot, you know. No, and we picked up right where we left off. By the way, when I yeah. saw you again in Tennessee for the ind that independent oh, yeah. show last year, was it last yep. year? Yeah, it was just last. Yeah, shit. Yeah, last year. It was probably about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, time flies by. Mm -hmm. Man, and where that we we you guys were on the show, and we the hotel bar were all at the same hotel. Me, you, Rebel, and Victoria, and yeah. uh, that's where I discovered Purity Vodka. And oh, that's right. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever. I was loaded, like beyond. Yeah, I, I never. I never. Cause I thought for sure. I'm like, oh, he's probably got to go drink his protein shake, and uh, but you were pounding him down. I'm like, oh, I like. I like this. <laughs> no, that was one of those because I think I've realized that moments like that are where everybody's going to be together like that isn't yeah. always going to be all the time and uh who else was there um there was uh drake maverick was there wait i don't know if he was at the oh, bar that I, night with us oh and uh, terry Reynolds was there yeah because we went and ate two but we went and ate first didn't we at ruby tuesdays like a, yeah it's like across the street and then we're like screw it let's just go to the hotel it, well, i think we were trying to go to a bar but sometimes you're just like screw it you don't want to be around other people and 
it's just safer to be at the hotel. That's how I, <laughs> that was my take on it too, because yeah. I, I planned on going hard in the paint as Brodus Clay would say that night. And I, uh, <laughs> I would much rather just prefer not have to worry about getting to my room when, when we have a show the next day. Cause I was in rough shape as it was, but it was, it was a great time. Like you never missed a beat, but I was well, then, the next day. Well then me and you had lunch together. Yeah. The next day. Or, I took but, you out yeah. to lunch. I, I believe. Yes. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Where did we nice. go? Where was that at? Well, we were we were trying. We stopped somewhere else, but it was a wait, and then they had like a- dollar margaritas or something. That they were was like, Applebee's oh, or something, and it was like the lot. Yeah, there was no seating, and I was then we ended like, up. So we ended up at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I did some yeah. cardio at the hotel gym, I don't know if I did cardio before or after, and then I was like, I got to go get food. <clears throat> Yeah, I was wrecked. I was like, I'm hungry. <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, it was uh, good times. It's, it just makes me appreciative of, of these moments that we have through wrestling and whatnot. Oh God, yeah. I was gonna yeah, ask El- you. Oh, go ahead. What's Sorry. that? I was just gonna say like Al Snow put up with a lot with us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think, and I think too, like with Al Snow, I, I think those were the times that he loved too. Yep. You know and. I've known him literally since the first day I stepped into a WWF ring because my first audition, you know, in wrestling was tough enough, the very first one. And he was actually one of the wrestlers that interviewed me and he remembered me. And that's how I kind of got into OWE because yeah. of Al Snow. So he, it's like, yeah. He, he has a, a great wrestling. I, I mind. That's another one. I've said, I, at the time in coming from Deep South, I learned a lot from Al. And, uh, and look back and I don't know what kind of relationship I ever had with him outside of, of tough enough. I always liked Al and whatnot. And, uh, he, at the time, a lot of the things I was in a a pretty negative mindset from, from coming from deep South and, and a little bit down and my confidence wasn't as high as it, as it needed to be. But I, a lot of what he taught stuck with me as I kind of went through my little journey and came back and psychology wise if you ever watch any of his videos his 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 things on youtube on his interviews he has as good of a mind as anyone and everyone has their opinion and you're never going to probably agree 100% with anybody but i think he, everyone has their different yeah yeah i think if you you're going to agree with his opinion more times than not when you just listen to him and he has a good way of explaining it and he he comes from mm-hmm. that that old school learning tree too and he's he's up to date on everything and I, I have nothing but good things to say about him, so I'm happy that that and I. And he's still him. he's still jacked. He looks <laughs> better yeah. than ever. I know, right? Yeah, he looks. Yeah, I always call him a dilf. <laughs> 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 yeah, I saw him. I go. I always remember Al eating his beef jerky in the when he'd bring his bag of beef jerky into the uh, OVW. He was always in good shape, but I think he looks better now than he's ever looked. Oh. I- and I, it's crazy. A lot of wrestlers like that, like they get better as they age. Like not like you know, and well, some don't. But they're <laughs> <laughs> some, don't you love going? Change the subject, but like, don't you love going to those wrestling conventions? Like sometimes they can be depressing, but sometimes they're fun because you get to see everyone. You yeah. know, I avoid some. And, I haven't been doing that because ooh. of that. And like I, I found and I talked to Wade Barrett about that. Stu Bennett a lot, and he doesn't do a lot mm-hmm. of them. And whatnot. And that's why I have the other things going on, so I don't have to to do those necessarily. Yeah. But it's 
Yes, it's very. It could be very depressing at times. Yeah, you're like, who is that? And you're like, oh shit, I didn't even. <laughs> Yikes! No, yeah. wrestling is a really tough business, and that's what I wanted to talk with you about. Because for me, and I've always kind of, I, I had aspirations to do these other things, and I wanted to do these things while I was still there. My yeah. health was, for me, uh, became a priority when I realized I was really hurt, and I didn't know the extent of it. And we've talked about it. And yeah. I was. I kind of it wasn't it wasn't exactly how I envisioned it going down everything, but I was able to start my own stuff. And while I get my health back through the stem cell procedures and whatnot, but wrestling doesn't translate to other things in life. Have you found that to be the case too? It's um. I or, think, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, with that, I think it's all it's too like when because I think once people like make it, you know, to TNA or Ring of Honor, WWE. They think, oh, I made it. I don't got to do nothing. I'm like, shit, that, that can end any time. Yep. Those contracts can stop at any time. Absolutely. And it's like, so when you're out there, you kind of got to, and now social media is so huge, I think you just got to start branding yourself on your own. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I mean, look at Zach Ryan, like he, you know. <laughs> he kind of, yeah. He's, he's one of those guys where yep. he, he did himself on social media and got huge. I think that's when you just got to really just go on your own and don't depend on other people to make you, you know, someone. And you just got to like, you got to use it as much as wrestling's using you, you know, and make your own brand and kind of, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people have never done that, you know? No, that's the thing too. I think back in the day, especially if you go to somewhere like in WWE and they, and you know, and you're, you're, before social media, it was whatever your character was, that was it. And whatever you were on TV, that was kind of the extent of it. Whereas now, yeah, we have this social media, and I, we talk about it all the time on this. And I've really, I've, it has helped me tremendously. And I knew that when I was with WWE, that, that like, I, they got me, my Instagram, I created it my last, like, eight months there. I wish I would have done it from the very beginning and, and garnered a bigger following. But it is so imperative to this, and we have the opportunity there's nobody telling anybody like you can't do anything now. We all have yeah. an opportunity to do whatever we want, and, and essentially, which is competitive-wise, that now you that, that opens the playing field to every human being. So mm-hmm. competition is is at an all-time high on that. But you can literally do what you want to do and what you love doing, and your success can fall on you if you want it to. Yeah, because like wrestling, especially being in WWE right now, I mean. That's a huge commercial. I always use it as a commercial for yep. something else, you know. I'll be like, hey, I'm on Spike TV every Thursday night. Go watch me, you know. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Yep. So Absolutely. it's like a lot of them just need to start using that more, you know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And it's and I, I could say for WWE, I think there's in some people it, it's – there's a fine line on what you can do and can't do. I think in some of the guys gotcha, are yeah. in, in – for me, in trademarking my things that I I created, I was very passionate about that, and there were some issues with that. And it is what it is. You can stay, yeah. and you can you can hand it over, or bitch and complain, or you could just you know, okay, I'll go do my thing, and whatnot, yeah. and we'll see what the future holds. But it, it's truly, it's just getting out there and hustling. And I feel like you have really, really grasped that, and you're not relying solely on on wrestling. And you are you are doing things you are passionate about, and that's what I wanted to to talk to you about your food truck and what, what motivated you to, to creating this business? Yeah, it's kind of like, um, at, you know, after I got done with TNA, um, you know, I was always had a passion for, you know, 
the camping life, and I finally bought myself a, you know, a 1978 Airstream trailer, and then I said, well, screw it. I'm going to go hit the road and, and just travel, and uh, the reason why I traveled is because I got my own, you know, line of barbecue sauce out. Yep, and, which I've tried, and, which is amazing. Oh, well, you like that, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I actually got that through, because um, I was, uh, I'm good friends with Joey Fatone from NSYNC. Okay. And, yeah, he used to come backstage a lot at TNA in Orlando. I think he had a crush on me. That's probably he's coming backstage. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he's, still, he's on the Impractical Jokers show, I believe, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally saw him backstage. I'm like, that's fucking Joey Fatone. I'm like, let me back it up. And I had my hair and makeup done, and I'm wearing high heels for some reason. Ooh, and I so bet. I went over there and introduced myself. <laughs> and then afterwards, um, him and his manager came by, and he's like, do you guys go out and drink? I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> yeah, he clearly doesn't know who ODB is. Yeah, come on. And then uh, after that, it because we were in Orlando all the time, you know, and then... He actually did a cooking show called My Family Recipe Rocks. Okay. And um, it was 2014. I just got my Airstream, and I was on the I was on the show with him, and it was a it was a blast. Like it was taped in Minnesota, and I had all my friends and family at the Airstream Park, and we were doing you know showing them you know how I cook and all that stuff and it still actually airs today like i get people all the time like oh my god i love that cooking show and um and then after that then i got approached about my sauces and i was like oh my god this could take me somewhere where i've never been so then i got uh my sauces you know all made and bottled up and i said shit i got an airstream trailer let's take it And my first stop was uh sturgis in south dakota the biggest bike rally ever yep and I went there and just, you know, was a vendor, set up a little 10 by 10 spot and, you know, sold my barbecue sauce and hot sauce. And then I decided to uh, just keep traveling with it. And I was by myself, you know, whatever. And it's just that wrestling mentality where it's like, ah, you know, the road doesn't scare me, yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I did that. And then uh, after doing that for about a year or so, uh, the food truck kind of came about. And that actually came out because I remember uh, I got a little phone call from Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. And <laughs> he uh, he has a bar in Daytona Beach. Yeah. And I've, and I've always bartended, too. Yep. So I've always, you know, even when I was in TNA, I would come home and bartend. And I was just always smart because awesome. it's just like, shit, if you have a good personality, you you know, double D's why not bartending and make some tips. <laughs> no, you, you you you've always hustled and you've always had a good brain and you you yeah. you get it. So no. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> and then uh like um so then Jimmy's like, you know, I think you should come down to Daytona Beach and bartend at my bar and help me out, promote it. And I'm like, that'd be awesome. And at the time I was like, but I wanna, you know, try to get a food truck. He's like, yep, you can start that here, and we'll help you, baby. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, cause that was 2016, I believe. And so here I go. I'm going to you know, Daytona. And they actually hooked me up because his bar is actually in a hotel on the beach. Okay. And so they hooked me up with a freaking Beach, right on the beach, a hotel room for a couple months, and my Airstream trailer was in the parking lot, and it was right next to his little Cadillac there. Yeah. 
And so it was, it was a, it was a cool bar. I mean, you had plus you had bike week going on, you know, Daytona 500. You had all these, you know, festivals going on. So it was, it was a good time. Fuel. And then, and then the food truck came along. And then I, you know, started doing my food truck thing. And then it just, uh, yeah, I just like it's. It was kind of cool because, like, I always, obviously, wrestling is my, you know, where ODB came from. Yeah. But then I got into the barbecue world and. And then I just think it kind of became something else where now the wrestling is kind of the backdrop of it all, you know? Yeah, well, you evolve as you move on. And I think as wrestling yeah. is, as time goes on, injuries are very real. Our bodies can only put up with so much realistically. But I think mm-hmm. we have, and I said that in, in respect to, the, to the, just the, the history of professional wrestling in, in this day and age with social media, we've seen what can happen to people that maybe hold on to wrestling just by itself. Um, yeah. And if they, and, and that's, if you don't try to learn about investing or, or, or business or just something else, we've seen that story play out time and time again, unfortunately. And, and it's in, and, and with respect to the business and these people, I think we have an opportunity that if we don't take advantage of it, shame on us because, yes. and I think you've realized mm-hmm. that and see that, I, I'm much the same. I still love wrestling. And, and once I'm healthy, I want to, there's still things unfinished business on my end for me. Yeah, exactly, in one, yeah. And, and it is what it is. But I've realized that that can all be, it's been taken away from me before with my ankle injury and with these injuries with my back and shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I think you have just gradually, you you shift your priorities as you, you get older. And you've done an amazing job, I feel like, of just taking a passion and things you enjoy doing and, and making a business around it and helping Thank people. you. Yeah, because I kind of made, I made my lifestyle my brand. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know, I call my food truck ODB's meet and greet because it is a freaking meet and greet. You know, I'm, yep. I'm not just, even though I cook it all, I do it all myself, you know, I'm, I tow it, I unhook it, you know, all that fun stuff that I love. <laughs> like, um, and I do it all. It's just fun to like, and people actually look at me and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. You look familiar. And you know, it's just, it's just fun, you know? And then, you know, I get people that don't watch wrestling, but then they're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Yep. Or, or they tell me their stories, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh God, yeah, I get it. I'm sure you've heard a lot of knee injury stories. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I could have done that. I was, I was best friends with Mr. Perfect. You know, because, you know, obviously being in Minnesota, you got yep. all the AWA guys. And and it's just funny to hear these stories from other people. And it's just... Blew my knee tough. out in high school after I scored four touchdowns in one game. Yeah. I could have been the next big star. But it's... <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, I, I can only imagine. On, uh, on but it's entertaining mean. to me. And I love, like... Like, I can't wait to get back on my food truck. I took a couple months off because of the weather. But yeah, I'm the... Die. I just like it's just it's entertaining to me. It's fun. Um, now it's grown into you know a pretty good business, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know where some can, pork sandwiches. No, so where can people <laughs> like for your barbecue sauces and where like what's the best way for them to know where you're going to be? Because are you in different? You're in different locations with that. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm going to be doing. A, uh, I'll be staying in Minnesota and Wisconsin with my food truck. Okay. So I'm all over the, you know, under at the ODB BAM is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I post all my stuff on there. And, 
you can get my sauces and t-shirts for my Facebook account. And yeah, so I'm all, I'll actually be, uh, going to my first ice fishing tournament. So I'm actually bringing my food truck on the ice in January. Really? Yeah. On the I'll, ice. I'll be on the ice, yeah. ODB, be, I don't want to hear ice. any stories about it. You, you better make sure that ice is ready to go. <laughs> I'll make sure it's thick enough, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic ODB. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for that. that I'm, you never disappoint me ever. I am. I will forever be a fan of you. The um, oh lordy. Now, what's it like too? Before before we wrap this up with you on the in, on the airstream, what is is what was the process for that? Because it's I would imagine like you. I love how like you. I, you've taken what you like doing and, and you have built your life around that. And like I, I feel like you like traveling and doing these things. It's just what's it like living in an airstream? And what is an airstream for every I know it's a trailer, but what uh it's like it's a rounded and polished aluminum coachwork type trailer. I look it up. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> a fancy. it's like a high end trailer uh, essentially, right? Yeah, it's more like the vintage look now with the hipsters, you know, everyone wants an airstream. Um, they're not the cheapest ones because now they still make them. Yeah. But they're actually I bought an old one and got it restored. Okay. And it's, I love it. It's the way I've been traveling with it, shit, for about four years. And um, the best part of being like an RVer is going to the campgrounds. I stayed at a campground in Daytona Beach for about a year. Okay. And it's just a lifestyle that, and I think the wrestlers can relate, because I'm parked, you're parked in a beautiful RV place, you know, it has pools and you know, happy hour and all this stuff. And, but you're with retired people, you know, yeah. or, <laughs> like I'm the youngest person there. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be just, great for your business though, to be able to meet these people firsthand. Oh yeah. I was, yeah, I could sell barbecue sauce right out my trailer. They're like you make it in there. I'm like, settle down. No, I don't get in here. <laughs> but it, it's just, it just, it, I hate living in a house. Yeah. So like it's just dry. I'm getting cabin fever right now because it's the winter time. Obviously, I can't stay in the airstream right now. Yep. And it's just like the campground living. Like I just miss waking up early. I left my door was open all the time when I was home. Yeah. You're outside. You got people going on the golf carts. Good morning, Jess. Good morning. You know, noon. If you don't have nothing to do, or if I'm rubbing some pork butts, people would come over, crack open a beer. You know, have a bonfire, yeah. like that lifestyle. Like I love it. Like it was just so it was motivating to me, and it's just like I got some. Uh, this is a good life. Like it made oh, me a happy man. camper. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's great. That's a great message to people, though. Just do what makes you happy. And uh, yeah, in this day and age with social media, and I, I think sometimes we can lose focus, and it. it the easy thing to do is to compare ourselves to everybody else. Oh, it's a never ending game of unhappiness it. doing that. And I feel yeah. like you realize you, you love yourself, live your life, how, what makes you happy. And a lot of people go through their whole lives and never grasp that or, mm -hmm. or get to realize that. And I feel like you have so. And people think too, it's all about money. It's like, hell it's not. 
Yeah, no, like, I agree. It's not like I didn't make a million bucks in wrestling working for TNA. Yeah, and I was, I was, you know, I did good, but it was just like you you work with what you got. Like yeah. it's it's not about oh what must be nice is traveling in an airstream and doing whatever you want. No, I was still hustling. That's and I was what, still yeah. making it work if I had to, you know pick up a shift here and there, or, you know, it's just something, but you just work, you know, you just, you do it. You don't think about it. Like, that's the main thing with so many people. They're like, I get, when people come into my food truck, people are like, oh, this looks like fun. I'm thinking about opening up one of these and <laughs> fucking do it. Yep. <laughs> and that, if, you know, it's. But it's constant hard it. work. You have a dream and a vision. And I think that the, a lot of the, the missing piece for a lot of people is the work aspect. And that's why. And it's the same oh, totally, thing for me yeah. with everything. It, all my success lies on me every morning that I wake up, and I have to be the one that motivates me. And I feel like you're you get it, you understand that, and you're doing it. That the success of your business and your happiness is is your the work that you put into it, and that's why I you're just going to continue to be successful. And it makes me very happy. You're it, it's it's a good thing to see. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> with that. ODB, Jesse, I always ask everybody at the end of our, our interviews here, and I feel like you've kind of already touched on it a little, but if you could just one message to everybody, the listeners, on from your life experience, whether it's wrestling advice, life advice, just if you could just give one piece of advice to the listeners out there, what would that be from what you've learned so far in your life? Oh, boy, what I've learned. You know what? Um, <laughs> everyone, I think everyone has to fail in life mm -hmm. to really appreciate um, what you're going after. Um, and trust me, I've failed. I mean, I've been, I've been down that road where I'm like, Oh shit, mm -hmm. I got to sell another pork sandwiches to pay rent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and don't be, don't be afraid to fail. Like, yeah, it sucks. And there, you can be that person that, Oh, poor me. And write it on social media. Like poor me, pray for me. Shut the fuck up Yep. and get you up. Like, stop like feeling sorry for yourself. Do it. But you got it. You had to fail to succeed. Absolutely. That, is, a, that yeah. is great advice. And I think for people, sometimes it's easy to start focusing on negatives. It's okay to have the negative feeling, but the quicker yeah. we can shift out of that and focus our thoughts on what makes us happy and what we want and it all. Exactly. Because harping on the negatives and just dwelling on it will never... It will never lead. And you're not, and you're not going to have a lot of friends, too. No, <laughs> not at all. Nobody wants to be around it. I agree with you oh, completely. No. <laughs> so, well, Jesse, thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's, uh, oh, this was awesome. This was fun to reminisce about our good times. There's, and... uh, hopefully, there'll be, there'll be many more. And I have no doubt that we will not uh, see each other again. But we're going to take a quick break, guys. Again, thank you to ODB Jesse for coming on Conversation <laughs> with the Big Guy. And we will be yeah. right back after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the Big Guy Ryback. And I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my fuel meals, and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So fuel meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you, and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed. Me. More. 
All right, we are back. Big thank you to ODB uh, for joining us this week, and uh, she is an amazing, an amazing woman. She's an amazing wrestler, and uh, just enjoyed catching up we could have talked about a million things i try to always keep the interviews to around an hour or under a little yeah, it seems like when you talk to old wrestling buddies and stuff like that you can talk for a long time yeah we don't even get it we were texting after we did the interview and uh <laughs> we were just we were going on about we it gotta get we gotta bring some of them on if they can come to vegas and yeah that would be again. it's always better when you could have people in mm-hmm. in studio and whatnot so thank you very much to, to jesse cressa for joining us on our christmas edition with me and Asian Joe this week on Conversation with the Big Guy. And with that, Joe, there's really not much else. I think we let let the people enjoy Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do want to say, um, I want to say to my my friend, Kezi Taylor, she just got into an accident. So. Oh, no. But no, she's, she's, she's good. She's had the, got in a car accident, so I just want to wish her a speedy, speedy recovery. Um she, I think, had whiplash or something like that. So she's Ooh, physically, lucky. yeah, she's very lucky. But I want to wish her the best and um, give her my love. Um, and then um, doing plugs or in it. Yeah, good. Okay. Whatever you want to plug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. This weekend I'll be at Sapphire um, with uh, Cagney Lynn Carter on Friday, and Saturday Miss uh, Callie Carter. So if you want to come meet me, or you can meet the if you're in Vegas and you want to meet Vegas, Asian Joe, yeah, go down to Sapphire. Yeah, Sapphire. Have you have you uh, met Disco yet? Yeah, Glenn I talked to Disco. Yeah, I talked to Disco. Do you tell him you do the podcast with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, but we don't. We just like say hi to each other and stuff like that. And it's funny because when I introduced, you know, girls to him, I was like, yeah, you know, that's Disco at Fern. I was like, really? Yeah. And so they they get they get really surprised. And he take he take, he actually takes pictures with some of the girls too. Yeah, uh, he's still he's a fan. No, he's a he's a um, good, he's a good dude. So then um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Webmaster Joe, and on my website, AsianJoe.com. Very very good, guys. For all fan mail, please send it to PO Box seven five two seven four zero, Las Vegas, Nevada eight nine one three six. Feed me more nutrition available on FeedMeMore.com, Amazon, and eBay. I want to give a shout out to a wrestling historian on Instagram. Follow him, guys, for a, a great history of wrestling. Uh, he's a very, very good wrestling fan, a respectful wrestling fan who respects uh, the history of the business. And uh, he, he's been a tremendous uh, addition into helping grow this podcast and with the interviews. Vegas Skin and Beauty Center here in Las Vegas. Uh, if you guys are in the Las Vegas area, please check out Vegas Skin and Beauty Center. They not only do laser hair removal, they do the Brazilian waxes. It is a, a beauty center, and, and they have great deals constantly going on, and they've been very kind to me. They're doing the free laser hair removal, and it, it's I've done it for multiple places, and I actually they are better than the place I was doing it at previously, and just on the speed and, and just on just the staff. Um, great place. For personal videos by myself, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. Professional wrestling bookings, book the big guy at yahoo.com or reach out to Bill Barons at showbiz at aol.com. Wake up, it's feeding time. My motivational book is available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. 
Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service, fuelmeals.com. Save 15% with discount code, the big guy. And then follow us on social media, guys, at CWTBG, at Ryback22, and at FMM Nutrition on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, the big guy, Ryback22, Feed Me More Nutrition, and at Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat, and this podcast on YouTube, youtube.com slash feed me more channel. Thank you guys for an amazing 2018. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, each and every one of you. Happy, happy, happy holiday. Happy non, non-denominational. Happy non-denominational day, day for everybody out there. And uh, thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Happy holidays. Feed me more. Conversation with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and 